How you get so much favor on your side? Accept the measure, Lord and Savior, I replied. That's your love, that neighbor, not divide. I'm a ride, that's on God. His light shining brightest in the dark. Single mothers know they got my heart. And all my brothers locked up on the yard. You can still be anything you wanna be. Went from one and four to one and three. Thirteenth Amendment gotta end it, that's on me. He the new commander and the chief. That's on Keith, that's on Kyle. Before the ranch, I had horses in the garage. When the Forbes cover was just a mirage. They had me changing statues, that's on pride. Oh my God, Buster, that's on tribe. That's on God. If you didn't know, that's your boy. That's your boy, uh, recently converted, loving the Lord, Kanye West. He's still crazy, though, but we'll get into that anyway. It's your boy, Kingpin, Big Drake, Made Me Radio Show. Big Drake, what's up with your boy? What's going on, Kingpin, baby? How are you? Man, I'm feeling good, well-rested. Uh, Made Man family, we want to apologize. It is all the Kingpin's fault that we've been off the air because this work had me strung out. And, uh, man, <laughs> was working night shift. Uh, t- brother, we was working 12-hour shifts six days a week. Only day yeah. I got off was on Sunday, and that was just because I love Jesus. That's the only reason why they let me out of there. So- <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, so it was rough, man. We, we've been out, uh, I guess, uh, about four weeks, man. So um, it, it was some long, long nights, man. And uh, yeah. so uh, of everything, I miss my family, miss sleeping in my bed with my wife because I get home at 7 in the morning. And go to bed, uh, sleep to about two, see my kids, eat a little, eat a little bit to eat, and and, and get out of here about four thirty, heading to work, man. And uh, that, that's a that's a rough way to live, man. I don't know how how other folks do it, man. I, I felt like a chomp a little bit, uh, trying to cut that, make that cut, boy. <laughs> yeah, that night shift is tough. You know, when I was doing the the patrol thing, working. Six to six, a twelve-hour shift. I, I know how it is. And, you, know, you can't just go home and go straight to sleep. That's just like if you on day shift. You know, you need some time to wind down. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you you wind down, then you go to sleep, and when you wake up, it's time to do it all over again. Like <laughs> there, there is no no personal time. There's no family time. There's just no time. Because nah, while you trying to wind down, everybody else turn waking up. up. Yeah, they turn <laughs> up. <laughs> They trying to get their day started, and you trying to end yours. Yeah, I'm coming in the house, dealing at the bus stop. I'm like, what the yeah. world going on? Nah, yeah. man, it was – and even the one day I got off, man, I mean, you just use that to catch up. You know what I'm saying? That, that was that was catch up on sleep. So I still was uh, was tired even that day. That's it. I, I remember when I was on – when I very first started, and I was in corrections, and we had that little funky schedule where you – Work two, off two, work three, off two, work two, off three. And it was, I mean, it just jacked you up because you never could get in the rhythm of a sleep pattern. At least when I went to patrol, I was four on, four off. Right. You know, that was good. Then going to investigations, when you on call, that's what really would screw you up because either, dude, I had, I would have dreams that I got called out. I'm like, okay, I'm getting dressed, and I went back to sleep, and I wake up. You know, I'm dreaming. I wake up, and I'm late, and I'm rushing. So when I wake up, because I'm really awake now, but I dreamed that I had got called out, 
I'm calling the sheriff's office like, hey, I'm on my way. I'm sorry. I apologize. And they're like, what you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, uh, didn't y'all call me about an hour ago? They're like, uh, no. no. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, well, that, that's good. But they're like, uh, take extra now. I'm, I'm up now, so. <laughs> I'm coming into work. <laughs> yeah. but, but the worst, the worst as an investigator would be when you get that person. And we've we talked about this. You and I have a lot of conversations about leadership. Yep. When, when you get that call and the patrol supervisor doesn't have enough male fortitude, can Te- I say that? Testicular fortitude <laughs> is how I pronounce yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, to make a decision, then they call you like, hey, I just want to let you know. Uh, are you letting me know because you're calling me out? Or you just really want to let me know? Because if you really want to let me know, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. This could have waited until I got to work. You can page me. You can text yeah. me about that. Yeah, man. <laughs> the, the thing that irked me was you're already at work. So if there's something that you can deal with, deal with it. I know I'm on call, and I know ain't nobody begged me to be an investigator. But I've worked all day, and I'm sleeping because I got to get up and go to work. It's not like I'm just off these, this week and I'm just chilling, waiting on somebody to call me out. And so if you're so, already there. <laughs> yeah, if you're already there. And we talking about pictures. Like, that's the only thing I do is take pictures. Everybody has a camera. Take some pictures, man. Take pictures. <laughs> uh, you really want me to get up to come out to take these pictures, huh? You yeah, really think and, that was necessary to wake me up to do that? <laughs> and when I became a supervisor, I rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because a lot of people were afraid to say no. I'm not afraid to say no. If it's something that could wait in the morning, if it's something that's not vital, if it's something to where evidence is not going to be lost, and really me showing up is to appease the victim. And I I totally get PR. I'm a big fan of PR and making the customer right because, you know, law enforcement, we here to service the people. We really truly are. So I get that. But let's 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 make sense about some things. You know, if, if it's one of those deals where I need to come out in PR, I get it. But if it's one of them deals where that's really not the case, and you just want me out, have, yeah, yeah, you just want me out because you out. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm not. No, I'm not doing it. I, I'm now, the same I, I way, brother. I, I'm not doing it, and I'm not sending nobody else to do it. Yeah. So. <laughs> I get catch. I get caught. I catch the same flack at work because I'm like you. It's, you know, hey, we need to bring some people in. For what? Yeah, why? What, what are they going to do? Who's delivering what? When are they expecting that to be returned to us? Can that exactly. not wait? Do we need it now? Help me understand why I'm bringing people out. Yes, <laughs> yes. I had to yes. call people in today. And then today I'm like, you know, sometimes I'm also, I'm talking about prudency of business. Because today mm-hmm. was a, a federal holiday. So I called somebody in today. I'm playing double time. I'm going to pay them for the holiday and I'm going to pay them time and a half for the hours they work. Yeah. So yes. so people want to get called out today, <laughs> so that they can get paid because <laughs> yeah. they bank today. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't understand that, man. That's, uh, but like I say, testicular fortitude. Uh, I well, you know, I learned a new, uh, more politically correct term, uh, and that's leadership courage. People don't have the leadership courage to make the call. It, it's about more than just having the title and having the job mm-hmm. and getting the check. It's about being able to make tough decisions. And, yeah. and people don't have the leadership courage to, to be leaders. They like they cool with being a supervisor or a manager, but they ain't, they ain't comfortable being a leader. Because they can manage tasks, but they can't 
it can't lead people, man. It's, it's you know, again, it's it, it, mm-hmm. we talk about it all the time. Uh, it, <laughs> Big Drake is one of my only uh, outlets some days. That <laughs> I just have to step out and be like, man, I don't know if you got time or not, but I just need to talk to somebody. Cause I'm, about to go, I'm about to jump out a window if I don't talk to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm either jump out a window or throw somebody out a window. Either point, I'm going to probably lose my job. So <laughs> I need, I need well, we don't to, want that. We don't we want definitely that. 100% don't want that. No, no. And uh, I, I want to ask before we even get started. So, you know, one of our um, – I ain't going to name drop him, but one of our, our line brothers, uh, mm-hmm. you know, has a very important job and has to mm-hmm. have some very high-level clearances because of their job. And mm-hmm. uh, so I got a chance. Uh, I was put out as one of the references. And so I got, he was, you know, like, hey, FYI, you put out as a reference. I'm like, okay, whatever. And so usually that just means a phone call, you know, ask a couple questions, if that. So mm-hmm. I get the phone call. I'm expecting it. And then the brother, the dude was like, uh, so what time would be a good time to meet? I'm like, well, um, uh, to meet? He was like, uh, yes, I'll be in your area on such and such. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, and so we meet and, and uh, over, I was like, well, you know, I was on night show. I'm like, hey, I had to work at this time. I could cut that, you know, an hour earlier and, and try to meet up with you. And so we did that. And uh, and and he he ran down his his seventy five to eighty questions, uh, <laughs> and 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 when I got when I got left there, I called my wife. I said, I, "I'm not getting the job," and I'm wondering is did he ask me questions that could jeopardize my job? The way he asked me questions, and I called our brother. I was like, "Man, what are you trying to do now? Like, you, <laughs> like why did this man interrogate me for you?" I'm nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if you know. I know you've been through uh, in your in that in the former life. You you went through several of those processes. Uh, yeah. In, in different types of positions. Have you known background checks to go that deep to where people rolling up on them and meeting with folks that you put on your uh, on your references list? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have. Um, for those of you who don't know, I. Uh, I almost got hired by the ATF, and that's alcohol, firearms, and tobacco. And I've also almost gotten hired by the Secret Service. And my neighborhood, I was one of the first houses in the entire neighborhood, so I had no neighbors. But the builder lived in the neighborhood. And, of course, you have to, you know, list all your neighbors and... I mean, I'm back. You have to. I had to list everywhere that I've lived in the past ten years. Well, at the time, I only lived a handful of places, meaning home while I was in college and therefore after college. I only lived right. three, four places. So I list all that. I had to list a neighbor and give all their information. And my my builder called me one day and he, he was like, he, he said, "Man, what kind of job are you trying to get?" <laughs> and I thought, "Well, I'm in the hiring process for the Secret Service." He said, man, they, they called me and they, they wanted to meet with me. So I met with them and they just asked me all these questions. And, you know, I, they take everything so literal that I had to kind of catch myself. I'm like, what you talking about? You know, they were asking about your family, your wife. And at that time, I had no kids. And they were asking me, do you think he really loves his wife? He like, yeah. And I can't remember what phrase he said. <laughs> But whatever he said made them follow up and say, well, do you think he'll kill somebody for her? 
That's not what I meant. No, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. Back up. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying he, he loves his wife. That's all I'm saying. I was and, I was grateful for the dude asked me questions because he asked me stuff like he asked me a question. He see me pondering and thinking about it. He and he follow up to the best of your knowledge. I'm like, okay, no, not to the best of my knowledge. No, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he yeah. was like, it, no ass is better it. than guessing. I was like, I bet. I didn't know if I need to pick B. You know, no matter what, yeah, whether I know the answer real. or not. It, it, it's it's intense. It really is intense. And you, you gotta, I think it's necessary. I mean, if you're gonna be protecting the president because if if everything, and we've talked about this family, if everything had according had went according to my plan, not God's plan, but my plan, I probably would have been on Obama's detail. Yeah. So you know they they gotta cross their t's and dot their i's. Like hey, you know what I mean? So. But knowing how Satan worked, you also probably would have been on President Trump's. So, <laughs> yeah, I might do that now. Just saying, uh, so it could have went <laughs> either way, you know, good or bad for whatever. But you would have to have done your job. Uh, so. I, I, I'm gonna do my job. Yeah, I, I'm gonna do my job. I'm gonna take care of this man. Uh, but yeah, I was I was shook, man. Uh, and and so again, I'm in nuclear power, and so. I'm used to again for for me to be able to to have um unfettered access all across to you know nuclear power plants you know we go through a process uh our process I don't think nobody else get questioned for me um but mm-hmm. but I I have I'm used to the questions they ask me every 2 years or so to make sure I ain't crazy um mm-hmm. you know and they you know they ask us questions like uh, and we call it the crazy test. It's like a, it's literally a 350 question test, and and they ask stuff like, do you see dead people? Do you see dead animals? Have you ever thought about beating beating your animal to death? Have you ever thought about beating your mama to death? Have you ever picked up a hammer with the thought of hitting your mama? Did your dad ever hit your mama? Have your mama hit your daddy? Do you ever think about your mama and your daddy hitting each other? I mean, just crazy. <laughs> and they'll yeah, ask yeah. it 17 what times. What they got to do with me in this job? <laughs> And uh, so and I've asked, I've asked them before. Like, has anybody ever failed this test? They're like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how do you not know which ones not to answer though? I'm like, you know, if you ask me 15 times, I know that I should not be seeing dead animals. I don't think. Um, so you know, like I said, he the questions he asked were very detailed. Uh, ask a lot about, like, say, some the the person's spouse and. Uh, does and and I told I, I when I called him I was like, so I'm used to them trying to figure out if I'm crazy. They was just trying to figure out if you a terrorist. I said because they asked me 95 questions, 60 of them was about whether or not you a terrorist. So, <laughs> so I guess you know that 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 would be important in 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 the information I guess that he he protects in his his role or capacity. So I'm with you. I guess it's necessary. I guess it's all necessary, man. Yeah, man. But like I said, we. Um, so I like I said, I guess it's necessary for that for for what they what they do, man. But uh, uh, do and we missed. Well, 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 let me say this first. Well, I had a guy who was also going for the Secret Service, and you never really know what skeletons are in people's closets. <laughs> Correct. And I don't know what he responded. I don't know. But I do know that he had to 
go wherever for his polygraph test. And usually after, you know, they, they tell you where you pass, you fail. Uh, we, we got you close. We still got to send it off. We got you passing, but we still got to send it off. They may want you to retest. They tell you all type of stuff, and they really know the answer right then and there. Well, after this guy had done, you know, they gave him the generic answer. You know, we have to send everything off. Headquarters makes the final decision, blase, 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 blase. On his ride back, they just, you know, and what they, I guess just to keep the polygrapher from either having to give real bad news, they always say, you'll know in two weeks if you fail, because they call it the thin letter of death. You know, when you, <laughs> when you, when you get all these uh, responses and packets from the, from the federal government, it's thick, and it's always certified mail, and you have so much time to respond. If you don't respond in this amount of time, you're totally out the process. It's like crazy. I, I would be at work and get a call and say, hello, my speaker, Mr. Quasi Drake. This is he. Hey, this is such and such with the Secret Service. You need to report to give me an address um, and to, to submit a drug sample. If you do not report within two hours, we're going to understand that you no longer wish to pursue this process. So it's like that. Like, not two hours? <laughs> like, there's a dead body laying in front of me right now. I can't just drop what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm having a deal with my boss. And, hey, this is going on. He's like, go. I get to the place. Hey, hi, Miss. Oh, we expect you to come on back here. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, it's crazy. And then you won't hear nothing for three months, and then you'll get a phone call like that. Or yeah, I mean, it's crazy. You call so, in the middle of the night. Yeah. So after he took his test, the polygrapher gave him, you know, pretty much the general. Hey, was sent it to D.C. Blase, blase. Well, they ended up calling his ass on a ride home and just say, "Hey, you done." <laughs> <laughs> Like, we're going to send you a letter to make it formal, but just know you getting that letter. <laughs> well, <laughs> listen, listen. Like, Ain't nobody got to look at this one. You're out. Yeah, <laughs> it's a wrap like, now. Like, we... And, and I, I felt bad for the guy, naturally. <laughs> and I still feel bad for him. But like, hey, like, we, in fact, we called in your current employer. They need to fire you, too. We, like, <laughs> but, but, you know, like, even to the like, what in the hell did you say to these people? Like, <laughs> Hey, what kind of bones you got in your house? We talking about skeletons. What do you mean? They, they found some dinosaurs. Done something. But for them, this is a hey, bro. Hey, uh, you out? Nah, dog. We gone. <laughs> we wish the best of luck, but this ain't for you. Have you ever thought about anything else? Have you ever thought about any other line to do? Because this you ain't ever thought about one. construction. <laughs> They're always looking for good strong work. I mean, I, I, I don't. Know. But I just wanted to say that because it was in my mind, and I, I mean, I, I felt. And I still feel bad. Oh, man. Considering I've, I've been through two of those processes, and, and they, are, they are terrible processes, especially when you get to the polygraph test. You, you're telling a, a stranger things that either most people or nobody knows about you, but you're being honest. And, and the, thing, the thing with it is they just want you to be honest. Unless you got bodies. Right. They just want you to be honest because if you'll tell somebody this, and if if you get in a situation or something comes up, you hey, this is what happened, and, and they'll believe you. But I guess I guess he was really really honest, and it was like, nah, <laughs> nah, dog, nah. Uh, you didn't lie about nothing, but everything you told the truth about, we know we don't need you in our organization. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet he been in clan rallies and all that stuff, brother. I, I get yeah, it. Well, <laughs> it's crazy. Well, it's crazy. And I'm I'm a 
I am a, I'm going to let it be known. I do not like the polygraph test. And there's a reason why it's not admissible in court. There's a reason for it. And um, so my Secret Service polygraph, I so-called passed the first one, but they wanted to make sure. And the second one, uh, they said it came back inconclusive. And I you know me, I'm like, well, did I fail it? Was I, you know, was I just flat out lying about something? They said no, but and that could have been nervous. Well, you damn right, I'm nervous. I'm getting, I'm on a lie detector <laughs> test with the Secret Service. You I guess, say nervous? It is four thirty seven. Y'all call me at three twenty six, and I'm sitting yeah. here with some some wires strapped to my nipples. Yes, I'm yeah, nervous. Yeah, yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> and and I, I'll share with you for, for people. I mean, Kingpin, you know me better than anybody. <laughs> so the things that was coming up on my polygraph test is drugs yep not not drug usage selling selling, selling drugs <laughs> and, and, and a particular drug steroids oh my god yeah like, like he mean, too big he got a, he, I mean, he got a bit no, of soul steroids he too big <laughs> I, and, and the, the, the guy that performed my polygraph the polygrapher he was a small dude oh, and yeah. he, he came out of his mouth he's like guys don't get your size naturally <laughs> And I'm like, like, dude, I'm big, but I'm not the biggest human being. We got some bigger fat. We know some big fat. You know what I mean? We've been in the room when we're the smallest people. What are you talking about? And and of course, you know, you tell me and everybody else tells me. Why tell me like Drake? You really are a humongous dude. Like, you you bigger than what you think, and I get that. But I'm I'm not Shaquille O'Neal. You know what I mean? So, oh my God, that's funny, man. He said, "Well, I'm." He he told me this. He said, "I'm, "I'm looking at your parents." You know, your dad's 5'9", your mom's 5'7", you 6'5". And, of course, I made a joke, and I guess it wasn't funny, but I said all the time, I said, well, you know, they say I'm the milkman's baby. You know, that's funny to me. Well, he, he didn't find it amusing. He didn't laugh. <laughs> so so uh, drugs was one, and then the other thing was terrorism. Oh, my God. And, and I'm like, so you, 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 do you think I'm a terrorist or I'm – I mean, what, what do you – you, like, I don't, I don't, I don't you sell steroids. Other than, no, I mean, I, I don't know what you want me to say other than no. You sell steroids for Al Qaeda. Yeah, like, what are you talking about here? I mean, uh, it, and then, uh, I, I got to be careful for what I say. Yeah, that's right. I, I, no, well, I do want to be honest because, I mean, I ain't. But, oh, um, let's see. Um, that's hilarious. How can I, how can I word this? Uh, everybody knows I play collegiate football. Right. Did, I just I, I, I played collegiate football. Did they ever ask and, you about taking money on football games? Well, not, not money, but being around that culture. Well, um, <laughs> let's. I mean, I I had some helping class. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did anybody ever sit and take the test for you? <laughs> no, I will. I will say no. Nobody ever took a test for me. But I will say I had some help in class. And so I'm being honest. This, this ain't nothing new. I That's mean, right. It, it ain't, and his response was, "Oh, so you're a cheater?" <laughs> no. That's I not said. Nice. I said, and this was my response. I said, "No, sir. I am not a cheater." Oh my you god. You asked me if I cheated. I have cheated. But I wouldn't consider myself a cheater. So, uh, and and oh lord, he just. I big Drake. This is the point in the show where where we go left. 
All right, so you just brought up something. You said, no, I have may have potentially cheated, but I am not a cheater. Yes. I don't know if you saw the article a couple weeks back where mm-hmm. Tank was on a radio show mm-hmm. uh, doing an interview with, uh, what's the chick from uh, uh, the uh, from uh, the morning show, uh, from uh, the Breakfast Club, Angela Yee. Angela Yee, yeah. Yeah, she got a podcast. So he was on the couch doing the podcast, and they started talking about liars. And he was like, hey, just because you lie once or twice doesn't make you a liar. And they were like, yeah. what, what does that make you then? And, you know, you know, females, she, they got in their feelings. And he was mm-hmm. like, so the, he said, for example, he said, if you were to perform oral sex on a man mm-hmm. once or twice, that doesn't make you gay. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, take, uh. <laughs> what does that mean? If you want to be gay, be gay. We're not discriminating. But I, it sparked off a big discussion about about that. And when you said that about a cheater being, a, you know, cheating twice being a cheater, I, I thought about that. I was like, man, Tank caught a lot of flack now. About that, he was now. See, I would. <laughs> to me, he said, if you perform oral sex on a man, that doesn't make you gay twice. He said, because maybe you realize you don't really quite like the taste. Mm. Oh mm. boy. Well, well you know, in, <laughs> in my investigative career, <laughs> and I, I will put it this way because I personally think there's a strong line between a liar. And somebody that is lying. And when okay. I would interview young kids, uh, and their parents would be there, I would tell them, I'm like, look, I am not calling your son a liar. I don't know your son. This is this is my first time meeting your son, <laughs> and this is my first time talking to him. But what I am telling you is about this situation, he is lying. I'm not saying he's a liar, that that's all he do every day, all day, every day. But about this, he lying. <laughs> And, and that was a respectful way to kind of, you know, break the ice with the parents or whatever. But, but that, t- like, like why would my my question? Why would you use that analogy? No, I, it came out of nowhere. Like, why would that be the example you go to? I mean, you could have said just because I fumbled twice don't make me a fumbler. Just because yeah, yeah. I catch two passes don't make me a receiver. Like, there's so many other analogies. Tank could have used for him yeah. to lead with that one. Yeah, <laughs> just like, ooh, that's that's where you went. Like that's yeah, like, you, like you, you chose those words. That's, 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 the, that's, that, that's the metaphor that came in your. That's head. the first thing that came to your head, huh? That's that's what you thought about, huh? huh? <laughs> I ain't gonna say much about that, but I'm gonna say if that's the first thing that came to your head. Uh, and then, of course, you know, all the people wish to win such a, a politically correct time and and homophobic and all this other stuff. You know, folks was was trying to you could be you may just be bisexual. You ain't gay, blah, blah, blah. Every, you know, everybody came out of woodwork. Everybody had something to say. Uh, most of the men that called in because D.L. Hughley brought it up and, and they asked the question on this show. Mm-hmm. And so most of the men that called back up, called in the D.L. show was like, nah, bro, you gay. You know, <laughs> and several of the women was calling, no, but because, you know, blah, blah, blah. You can experiment. But then there was a lot of women whose feelings was real hurt 
because you know tank is a sex symbol for these for, for for many women for a lot of years and so i think for them to even hear him talk like that um mm-hmm. really really hurt their heart real deep uh to consider having to think <laughs> about that that that's the first thing that came to tank's mind so <laughs> but again Mayman radio show do be you we want you to you know we we we, we love everybody and uh, th- this was, but but just I, I don't know that that tank. I don't know that that's that's kind of where my head would have went first. It's uh, <laughs> a lot of other examples I think could have came up with, uh, as opposed to the one that you elected to use. Uh, and I don't think that necessarily says nothing about tank sexuality, uh, but I do wonder why it was that the example that came to his head. So. <laughs> Like I said, all man, right, we hit a rough patch. I can't hear you at all. I, uh, like I said, I, didn't, I don't know if he, uh, if he, uh, he, he just was going through it, and uh, and 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 that's that's just kind of the the season he was in uh, right now, man. Maybe he just had to get some stuff off his chest. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> no comment. I'm not gonna take this any further. So, brother, uh, great football in the four weeks that we was out. Um, yes. I. I I like to. I want to backtrack and go through all. I'll, I'll tell you some of the shockers over the four weeks. Uh, one, it seems like Tennessee has. Uh, they are a whole lot better than they started. When you start off losing to Georgia State and uh, and um, and I can't remember the other podunk team they lost to, uh, but they started off looking real bad. But it seemed like they have turned it around and are actually playing some pretty good doggone football right now. Um, Looking at, at how they performed against South Carolina, uh, I think they beat um, uh, they won this weekend as well. Uh, so so they've really really stepped up their game since starting the season really bad. And again, I have to hear a lot of Tennessee stuff now that I'm here at Chattanooga. Uh, but I tell them, you know, never forget the way you started. Yeah, man, it started out rough. So <laughs> I, I just want them to don't 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 lose sight. Of where you've been, been uh, where you came from, because uh, you, you you came from a loss to Georgia State. So, and that's a that's a tough tough loss. Considering you know you you're SEC. Yeah, exactly. You, you shouldn't lose to Georgia State. <laughs> I mean, that, that's just to me unacceptable. Uh, ask Arkansas and that lost to West, Western Kentucky this week. Uh, that that got Chad Morris uh, the, the the hook. <laughs> Well, you know, um, South Carolina lost to Appalachian State. I saw, man. <laughs> In South, dude, but South Carolina, you went to the va- the, the peak of beating Georgia, and then you Beat lose to Appalachian State. <laughs> so for Georgia, that really makes that South Carolina loss look bad. It really does. It really does. Um, real bad. Georgia's reeling, and uh, so we we catching them at a good time. If, if we can man up this week. Um, and like I say, so that happened. I was shocked. Oklahoma got knocked off by uh, by Kansas State uh, while we were off. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'll go on, on on record. It wasn't because of Jalen. It was not. It was not. <laughs> Defense could couldn't stop a, a faucet drip. They couldn't. They could not, man. And it's crazy because week to week, some weeks they defense look really really good, like against Texas, yeah. and yeah. then other weeks. They look like South Carolina or Tennessee. Yeah, so. yeah it looked bad. I, and I don't know. And sometimes, sometimes a team, like everything that they 
are doing just works that day. Right. <laughs> it happens. It, it happens. I remember my senior year, we almost lost Louisiana Tech. Yeah. <laughs> and everything started off bad. I mean, from when Tiger Walk was supposed to be, the team was literally running through Tiger Walk because half the team was ahead, the other half was late. People in the middle. I mean, it was bad. Like, it, it, like the, the schedule wasn't right for some reason. So because we wouldn't on schedule, it just – we could never catch up. Then once the game started, it seemed like Louisiana Tech was just hitting bam, bam, bam. And we could just never catch up and never catch up. And if I'm not mistaken, that game, like I think we won by maybe a field goal. Now, this is 10, 15 years ago, so people bear with me. But I do remember either it was Dontarius Thomas, DT, or Carlos Dansby. They caught a late interception that sealed it. Like they were driving to win. Yeah, this is <laughs> And the guy threw an interception. That's how we won. He's like, whoa. Yeah. I remember being on the sideline. I'm like, we lose this game. I quit. And they're like, whatever. I'm like, no, I'm dead serious. Like, we lose the Weezy Attack? Like, because the, the previous week, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm thinking about the schedule and how it went, the previous week, we beat number one Florida. And that's when they rushed the, the, the field and yeah. all that stuff. And I'm like, so you mean to tell me we just beat Florida and now we're getting ready to lose to Louisiana Tech? I'm done. My career's done. Like third, fourth quarter, I'm supposed to be out there bowling right now. And y'all yeah. jokers wrestling with these boys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> nah, man. Uh, and like I said, Coach Chaz Morris, Morris' his job, but he deserved to get fired. He was 0-14 in the SEC play. That's bad, man. That's bad. <laughs> and, and, hey, yeah. we've talked. You know who the number one candidate they're talking about as a replacement for? Who's that? Mike Norvell. Wow, yeah, he that, that dude is gone. And and I can't remember who I was talking with, but it was a it was somebody in the coaching profession. And the word was who knows if Mike will leave. Like they're winning there. Um from what I understand, I've only met the guy once or twice. But from what I understand, he has kind of a mentality like, I'm going to win where I'm at. I'm going to change things. Like, I, you know, I dig that. I like being somewhere that, you know, historically doesn't win. Now, when Mike took that job, it wasn't because the coach got fired. That's right. They got – yeah, they, they went to uh, uh, Virginia Tech, and, and they replaced a legend there. So – that team was winning before he got there. Now, I do think he has elevated things, which is still something to say. So you take over a winning program, but now he is taking them to that next upper echelon. But because it's the conference, you know, people, you know, they're, they're a group of five, I guess they call it. They're, they're that. That non-power not, five. Yeah. That, yep. that, that, and that American League is like the next league right after the power. Five. That's right. That's right. You know, it, it's not Conference USA. It's not the Sun Belt. You know, that, that American League is right there. Because it's that good it, team. Isn't that where uh, UCF is in? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good, good league. And I think, from what I understand, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Give, me. give me a sip of water right there. Yeah, don't choke on the oh, road. Yeah, excuse me, listeners. That's that uh, spicy Popeye's chicken sandwich starting to tickle my throat a little bit. <laughs> I did have two today. When we get to our food segment, we'll talk about that thing. Made men <laughs> approved, baby. Made <laughs> men approved. Yeah, we'll talk about that thing. But um, when head coaches 
in the league he's in because that league has Houston. You know, Houston is paying big bucks for coaches. That's right. And you, like you said, you got UCF. You got South Florida. That's a really good, talented league. He could be leveraging for more pay, and he could be trying to be the first to get a really big-time bowl game or possibly even make the playoffs one year out of that league because ever since he's gotten there, I mean, they've been winning. And I think their worst season was three losses one year. Like, that was the worst. Yeah. And that was a down year. They're like, oh, like, but that guy's doing some good things. So would he want to go to Arkansas or would he want to stay there? I still believe that if the Auburn job ever became available, he would jump at that because it's Auburn. It's, you know, Arkansas, let's, let's be honest, Arkansas, now, if would, Arkansas offered me a job, I'm signing yesterday. Yeah, I'm, yeah. And I, and I, I'm, I'm not getting with you But I, if we being honest. I it's not think, a desirable head coaching job. Yeah, I think there's a difference between Arkansas and Auburn. Yeah. Just like there's a difference between Georgia, Auburn, LSU, Alabama. Like, those are the top in Florida. Those are the top SEC schools. Now, Sandy is an SEC school. Kentucky is an SEC school, but it ain't LSU. Nope. nope. <laughs> you know what I mean? It ain't in South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I so. mean, if if Arkansas really want Gus, if they'll give us twenty five dollars on that buyout, we'll let them have him. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Y'all put something on that buyout. Y'all come get him. Uh, we is not holding them hostage. Um, the people that was have gone, and we are not them. So if y'all want Gus, y'all just come. Let's talk a little bit about this buyout, and uh, y'all can get him. We I know we made a fuss the last time, but we have come to our senses, and uh, we are more than willing to negotiate. <laughs> That's what you really well, want, Arkansas. I, I will say the, the the two games that Auburn has lost – we had a shot. Yeah. I, we had a shot. I, I wholeheartedly agree, and I think none of the reason is Gus. <laughs> it's, well, I, 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 it's hard to separate because, I I mean, he ran the program. LSU, man, our, our quarterback missed some open guys, like some wide open guys. And I was trolling on Twitter the other day. Uh, maybe, no, it wasn't today. It was the other day in – like, Twitter's the only social media account that I have, and it's strictly for football purposes. So everything that's on my Twitter feed is football-related. And whomever it was made a comment, said something like, you know what, I don't I don't feel bad. It was an Auburn fan. And I, don't, I don't feel bad about the loss because that just lets me know our defense is really out of sight, and Kevin Steele should be governor of Alabama. <laughs> and, and I agree because he really did – have a formidable defense against Florida. He really did have a formidable formidable defense against LSU. And LSU is putting up numbers. I mean, look look at what they did to Alabama. That's why I say look at the Alabama game and tell me how good our defense is. Yes. Because yeah, that, that defense playing, man. <laughs> our defense it, again, I'm 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 probably gonna go on the on record and say I'll say we have one of the best, but if I had to vote, I, I'm probably picking us number one defense in the country. They balling, man. Only time, only thing is, 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 is can be sketchy sometimes is the top side of that secondary. Yeah. If you get yeah. a step behind us, that's a wrap. We can't do nothing about that. 
Uh, and we have a lot of T.I. penalties this year. Yeah, man. It's like, come on. Because they can't and, do and nothing once they get behind them. <laughs> now, I will say, my big tail ain't never played DB, nor have I ever had the desire to play DB. Nope. That is a tough position to play. It is a tough position to play. And, and you're on an island. It's a tough position to, to, to coach. That's right. Yeah. But, I, you know, you got to make a play every nine again. <laughs> And and they make heck of a plays stopping the run in front of them. Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> I mean, they play the line of scrimmage. Them DBs will come down and fit on the run. They will fit, boy. I'm talking about in that that the flats. It doesn't matter. You open, they popping that chest. Yeah. You take a step behind them, they grab your booty. <laughs> grabbing your booty. I'm just saying, man. Ain't nothing they can do. They gonna take you back there if they get if you get a step behind them. Dog. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah it's, it's, it's a wrap. So, uh, so like I say, I, I think that um, Oklahoma was shocked. Oklahoma got beat. Was really, really hoping that Jalen Story would ride out. Even though I knew again that defense was sketchy, um, and 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 I, I was hoping our offense could be able to sustain, but yeah. I knew the challenges we were facing starting a freshman quarterback. Yeah. And so I wasn't I wasn't um I wasn't naive to the point that we were starting a freshman quarterback. However, and and you know you know I've made my, my quorums about this uh via Texas and other stuff. The only thing I really fought Gus for, I ain't gonna say the only thing. One of the biggest things I fought Gus for is us losing Joey Gatewood. Yeah. Not because I believe Joey Gatewood should have taken the starting job. I'm I'm all in with both. But I believe Gus went so far to try to prove and validate Bo being the starter that he did it to the detriment of the team. Yeah. And in the packages that should have been in that had been installed. For Joey, mm-hmm. he ended up still not letting him run it. And I think that yeah. ultimately – and, you know, he tried to cover his butt by saying, Joey talked to me and he just wants to be a starting quarterback. Yeah, he wants to be a starting quarterback, but I don't think he would have left just because he's not starting quarterback. Not midseason. No, he was bought in. He was bought in to what you sold him. Yeah. But and, – and I got to go on record and say this. It has been – this is not the first time it's been purported that Gus has told somebody one thing and did a complete opposite. Yeah. R- remember uh, Rock Thomas uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> was the same way. And uh, and the kid from um, the kid from, from Huntsville um, that, that transferred down to Miami, then transferred again. Um, but but he told his family that if, if, if he wasn't going to use it for meaningful minutes – he would let him burn, get that red shirt. And, yeah. and Gus put him in for his six games, and he couldn't get that, that red shirt. So, again, Gus has been known to lie <laughs> or not. I ain't going to say he lied, but he has been known not to be able to uphold his word. How about that? <laughs> well, man, my thing is always honesty. Yeah. Uh, people can deal with a lot of stuff. If you just are honest with them, hey, this is what it is. This is what we're looking at. These are the packages. This is the um, proposed playing time. Nothing's definite. But, you know, when we get in the goal line, which we have done, like you stated, it's going to be Joey Gatewood time. But when that doesn't happen, people feel lied to. They feel uh, 
embarrassed. And I, I think they also feel like they've been made a fool of. Yeah. Because we're talking about a kid who who has been committed ever since middle school. Since middle school, dog. Since he was eighth grade. And had other offers. He's been all in Auburn since eighth grade. All in. <laughs> and then you're talking about in the middle of a season? He's like, you know what? I think it's time for me to leave. I, I'm out. Hey, I, I, I thought this over, and I'm out. That's like the side piece finding out that you got another girlfriend on top of her. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I can deal like, with your so wife, but you, really, you, you really got this other on me with your main chick. But now you cheating on me. So you, you cheating on your main chick with me. Now you cheating on me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't help that. That's <laughs> I just draw the line somewhere, and that's it. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't doing that now. <laughs> it is, man. It's yeah, so it's I, I heard that, you know, one was the Florida game. He had invited all of his family. His whole family had traveled in because yeah. he had been told he would be a big, a big part of the game plan, and he did yeah. not get one single snap in the Florida game. And then yeah. I so I think that that hurt that's gotta hurt your spirit when mama, yep. your cousins, uncle, all of them came in town and you don't even see the field. Yeah. Like that's tough, coach. And then when he went to the Louisiana game, LSU game, I told on the broadcast they showed where Gus called a package that's apparently Joey Gatewood's package. Joey went to run on the field. And 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 Miles on tackled him, and 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 uh and slung him to the side. <laughs> yeah, man, that's embarrassing. Yeah, like on national TV, man, everybody saw that. And so, uh, and you can even tell from the other players what they said when he when he announced it. The other players, how they supported him, you could tell yeah. that it was everybody knew why he was leaving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and 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 that he was he was loved and respected. That's on that right. Team. That's right. Even Bo was like, man, it's it that, that that's probably a tough pill for any man to handle. And so yeah. you like you gotta ask yourself what? Because you know he can't be talking about the losing starting job, because like I say, he went six games with that. So yeah. you know he wasn't talking about that. It had to be talking about Gus not not upholding his bargain, man. So mm-hmm. like and I said, you know, also these these guys are, are in the system and that's one thing as a coach I really try to portray with my players is transparency, and I don't have any favorites. I am going to play who deserves to be played. So I've had occasion when a kid, well, I need to play more, blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, well, let's let's watch the film. You know, <laughs> let, 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 let's watch the film. So I've never had a kid that that left midseason. I, you know, I've never had a kid that, that left after the season that didn't want to play for me because one of the things they can say about Coach Drake is that he's fair. He don't have any favorites. He coaching everybody up the same from the guy who getting the most snaps to a guy that's a red shirt who ain't even playing this year. I'm coaching everybody up. And when we put on that film, that eye in the sky don't lie. And, you know, we got to have some tough conversations. So watching this film, let's be honest. <laughs> you think you deserve to play over this player? Well, no, nah, coach. Okay, we good. And I still love you. I'm still going to try to coach you up so you can get better. So maybe one day you can play more than this player, but you're not there right now. Let's get let's get to practice, and let's see if yeah. we can make something different change. <laughs> yes, yes. And I always give players, well, this is what I need from you, X, Y, Z. 
this is what you're not doing well now these are the things you do well and since you do those things well i want you to continue and get better at doing those things well but the other things you don't do well are gonna cost us games and you you came to this school to win i'm gonna win that's right (laughs) with you or without you yes so and I, i had a player um tell me well, if I don't get more playing time, I'll, I'll transfer. I like, do you need me to make a call for you? <laughs> you call that bluff, bro? I mean, yeah, yeah, you call that bluff. You got some interest? Do you, yeah, you know who you yeah. want me to call? You want me to write your letter? It yeah, ain't going to be a letter recommendation, but I'll write so, your letter. Yeah. <laughs> then they get the backtracking. So. You, you, <laughs> You know me, Kimpin. Don't bluff me. <laughs> you can do a lot of things. Bluffing ain't one. That's that's not what you're going to do to me. No, no, man. So I feel bad for the kid. And also on my Twitter feed, I also he went uh, he went and took a trip to uh, Kentucky and he had all the Kentucky gear on. And, you know, Kentucky is in need of a quarterback. Yeah. And they like a, a, a dual threat quarterback. So I just hope wherever he goes, he performs well. Yeah, and I hope you get a fair shot, man. Get a get a shot. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll say this: it doesn't make me feel good, but it's probably best. And I'm I, apparently he probably has some good people in his corner because mm-hmm. I'm glad he left when he left. Because what I would hate for him to do is to transfer and be damaged goods. Yeah. And so I don't want Gus and some of the stuff Gus tends to do to break him down mentally. And so I yeah. think it's good that he left when he left. At least he left with his, his confidence still intact and his mental fortitude still there. Yeah. And, and he can get better at the other stuff. You know what I'm saying? We, but, but we never seen him pass. He threw, The kid threw like seven passes the whole time. Anytime he got in, he threw seven passes, I think, total. And, and he completed four or five of them. So, <laughs> I mean, we, we didn't yeah. see what else he could do. But, I mean, he, I, I know he was an amazing talent that I definitely think we could have used against Florida, as, and I know we could have used against LSU because our offense wasn't doing much of anything else. I mean, I was waiting for the defense to pick one off and try to score because that was probably the only time we was going to be able to get on the scoreboard. Um, but, you know, I, I think he was a talent that could have been used um, in, in various capacities to accentuate what we do well. And I think it would have even took the pressure off Bo to be able to perform better because, hey, now you got to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it was a bad situation all the way around, man. Say it again? I said, I just think it was a bad situation all the way around. Like I said, it was. Yeah. It, it, it really was. And, and that happens sometimes. Sometimes the fit is just not there. That's right. And, and you, you got to break away, and, and each, each side got to do what's best for them. That's right, man. So, like I said, a lot of stuff though, over the last four weeks, um, and and then and then this week was great football. We talk a lot about SEC football, but man, that was good football all across the TV channels this week. It was. <laughs> uh, I, I started out watching that uh, Minnesota Penn State game. Mm-hmm. I did it was my first time truly getting a chance to watch Minnesota play. Had saw the hype, had seen the record. Uh, I'm a P.J. Fleck fan, and so mm-hmm. it was the first time me watching. I watched that entire game, and I was absolutely blown away 
at the football team I saw on that football field, PJ mm -hmm. Fleck has them boys rowing the boat. <laughs> he did. And wherever he goes, that guy wins. That's, that says volume. That, that's how a good coach, uh, you, you can measure them. Well, they went here, they won. They went there. Nobody really wins there. They won. And kind of like Matt Rule, you know, when he was at Temple and winning. And, you know, he started off rocky at Baylor, but now they undefeated. Yep. So, you know, they, they, you know whose name came up for the doggone Florida State. Uh, coaching job, which is Deion Sanders, but I think they better take a good look at PJ. Well, you know, Minnesota went on and put that cheese on the table this weekend. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, when they fired, when uh, when when it was announced that they were firing Taggart uh, last mm -hmm. week, uh, uh, Minnesota, uh, when the news scrolled across the bottom of ESPN, before it got to the end that said per such and such sources, they was already calling PJ up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They was calling PJ, and they just they said that uh, I think they faxed over a blank check and told him to fax it back with a sign with his signature. So, mm. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, they didn't leave at the chance. They they knew uh, what what time was. And you know what I love so much about PJ is not only does PJ win on the field, but PJ wins off the field. Yes, he does. P.J. Yes, wins does. his locker room. He wins his kids. He wins lives. He wins hope. P.J. wins at every aspect of life. And that's what I appreciate about how he – you know, so many people think that there are parts that you have to abandon or so many – I ain't going to say think. There are – I've seen numerous times people have to abandon character, um, responsibility – well, not responsibility, character and their morals and values – yeah. to be successful. Yeah. And I just don't believe that. I, I believe whether in business, whether in coaching, no matter what, I never have to put my morals and my values on the back seat to be successful. Yes, yes. And I always, you know, I think I'm a good coach. And do I know it all? No, I, I think I have uh, pretty good values beyond football that helps me be successful my faith and my leadership skills and so on and so on. But I always, anytime a coach comes in my office and they're at a bigger school, I always ask them for advice because I'm, I'm not above being coached myself. I co coach, and, and this is my little saying, coach me up, coach, what you got for me? Right. And you can't, you can't leave my office until you give me a nugget. Because in this coaching world, man, and I totally just disagree with it, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, and everybody's not like that, but I'm going to do my best not to, to be this way or become this way. Is people like to keep secrets. It's football. People have been playing football for years. Like, <laughs> it's, it's the hundredth year in the NFL, or, or yeah, yeah, that's NCAA right, or something like that. I mean, it's, it's football been going on for a while, and especially the the position I coach, D line. There are new techniques. There are different things, but it's still football. And people make football hard. And people don't like they don't like sharing their stuff. So I always go with the attitude. Like I had a guy, a young young coach, he coached in high school. He wanted to come clinic with me, and I gave it to him. I'm not going to sit up there and talk over their head. I'm going to simplify it. This is what I do. This is how I do it. And another guy was like, you, you ain't worried about somebody stealing your techniques? First of all, I, I didn't invent this technique. This ain't my technique. But second of all, I totally believe whatever job is for me to get, I'll get. That's can't right. no man stop that. That's right. And – and just because, and, and this is the little 
I'm not going to use the word arrogant because I don't I don't like arrogance because arrogance can be very ugly. But this is the confidence in me. I can give you all this. That don't mean you can coach it like I can. That don't mean That's you right. can do it like me. That's right. A lot of people learn how to moonwalk, but they can't moonwalk like Michael Jackson. How many people that have been on Nick Saban's staff that have went, went and been, been a failure? <laughs> Everybody yeah. want to be the next Nick Saban. There's some stuff down deep in the inside. You can bring the process all you want to. You can bring the booklet, the flyers, the pamphlets, all that. But the process is what's inside. It's what he puts into it. It ain't yes. just about what he what he write down or what he told you. It's how he lives it. Yes. Yes. Nah, I, I agree, man. Uh, and I, I was I was looking up real quick about PJ's extension. Uh, so so Minnesota did a good job. They went out and tried to lock him up. But looking at these numbers, uh, they checkbook wasn't that big. So uh, <laughs> Florida State still got his buyouts only ten million dollars. <laughs> Notice Somebody I say only ten million dollars. I mean his yeah his uh he he agreed to an extension. His base salary is one point one million per year. This is the extension. This is the approved one. Uh, and then he gets an additional three point five million uh, for media, fundraising, community involvement, and endorsements. So making mm-hmm. his salary at four point six uh, million in the first year, and then uh, four point nine during the final year. So between four point six to five, so still under five million dollars a year. Uh, that's chump change in, in college football. That's chump change. Florida Florida State could give him easily uh, seven to eight million dollars a year right now. I agree. And <laughs> how, how did did they ever think to hire Deion Sanders? That <laughs> I mean, uh, best. You know, he he is considered one of the best athletes of all time. He's, he's considered one of the best football players of all time. He's definitely the best shutdown corner of all time. We're talking about a Hall of Famer here. If there was a Hall of Fame for the Hall of Famers, he would be one of those Hall of Famers. That's right. A, t- a, a top 50 guy of all time. Yes, but – and I know he does high school football. I know – because I know at one and time he had like a little little, uh, little I, I, reality TV show about him doing a, a – uh, one of them Magna Carta schools, yeah, whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, he had a little private school. Yeah, for for like two years, and, and he's a I wouldn't say do high. He's he's like a defense coordinator, offense coordinator, some at a high school now. Okay, but he never legitimately been hired to run even a high school program. Like yeah. even coaching at that school, he had to buy the school. He, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's kind of like you know uh, uh, the Knicks owner Dolan, I guess, coming down to coach the team. Well, yeah. you never got hired to coach the team. You bought a team and put yourself as the coach. Two different yeah. things. <laughs> you you gonna Ricky Moon that? Thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Owner, man. player, coach. <laughs> that's everybody. right. I do all that. So yeah, I don't, brother. I don't know. I seen that headline. I was like, you thinking about how Deion Sanders, and then they're talking about. And see, I. <laughs> Let me let me get this off my chest. Get it off. So they equated it to Arizona State hiring Herm Edwards, and to me, yeah. again, it's 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 a how how did you even go jump from that to that? Because they're both black. Is that what you mean? Because Herm Edwards was a successful NFL coach was a successful mm-hmm. NFL coordinator, was a successful NFL position coach. Yeah. Herm Edwards has like 20 years of coaching on his resume. 
Yeah. He just had been in the booth for the last five, six, ten years. But yeah. don't forget why he got to the booth. He got to the booth because of coaching. Yeah. So for them to equate, you know, they it was like, oh, I think they're thinking about doing like Arizona State, putting hiring a figurehead, kind of like a CEO and building a team. I'm like, so you trying to tell me Herm Edwards ain't coaching out there? Like this, come on, man, come on. Don't. Sometimes I don't even have to try to find hypocrisy in what they say. They put it right out there. <laughs> but but I don't think it's like Herm Edwards because Herm Edwards has plenty of success at every level of coaching. And to your point, Dion bought a school, coached for two years, shut at the school, two, three years, shut at the school, and now he called plays every now and then for another high school team. Mm-hmm. Like, really, me and Dion's resume is about the same length. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't, I don't either. Now, saying you're going to bring Dion to have a more active role in the football program, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be an yeah. ambassador of the school, yes. Maybe even to having a significant position on the new staff, whoever the coach yeah. is. Yes, I even get that. But to say the head coach, come on, dog. Yeah, that's, that's – to me, that's, you, you're reaching. I mean, that's a reach. <laughs> yeah, I mean – why not Danny Cannell? Why not? Uh, why not Warwick Dunn? Why not? I mean, you know, like, like Warren Sapp. Yeah, Warren Sapp. You know, <laughs> well, Sapp was Sapp. Oh, yeah, Sapp. Ooh, Warren Sapp did ooh, not play for Florida Sapp, State. Sapp, Sapp, woo, Drake. You better, you better be on the high, brother. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I apologize. Like, but, you said Warren Dunn. Yeah, yeah. He got caught know, up. You got caught up. Warwick, Warren. I apologize. Peter Warwick, Charlie Ward. What Charlie Ward at now? I'm sure Charlie you know, Ward coach. Charlie Charlie Ward is a high school head coach, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, he he got he got. I know a couple of years ago, the school he was at, it was a school he played at, and they were poor and ran down, and he he helped build some facilities and, and helped win some games. Did he decide so to do football I, I don't or know basketball? Still coaching, but I know he was. Did he do football or basketball? <laughs> he was doing both. Oh, see, like I said, why not Charlie Ward? But Dion. Bro, I just again, I I, I don't know. Uh, I don't I don't See, know. What you, to get away you you have to be careful about making hires like that because it's hard to fire a legend. It is, <laughs> and then you stop. De- well, I mean, Dion is not. We, we, okay, we talked about Ward Dunn. We talked about Charlie Ward. They are legends at Florida State. We're talking about Dion is the all-time legend of players. So we know he's a legend at Florida State. So how do you fire a legend if he don't cut the mustard? It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, that's, Coach. That's, that's tough. That's <laughs> tough because people are going to rally behind him. Oh, it's Deion Sanders. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when he starts off, not saying that he would, but this coaching thing is the people make coaching hard, but you still have to win games. Winning games ain't easy because that other school – like it drives me insane. Coach, why, why such and such ain't setting the edge? Well, hell, I don't know. You, you think all week we ain't been teaching and coaching setting the edge? You know what I mean? You know, that guy he going against, first of all, outweighs him by 70 pounds. And second of all, that guy watching film, he on scholarship. He getting coached up too. You, you know what I mean? Like, so, like I, I don't know, I, Coach. We didn't coach that this week. I didn't, I didn't yeah, coach setting like, the edge this week. So, so the, the people that he's going to be coaching against, 
same thing. He can put all this work into it, and, and he can love all these kids, but you got to win. I mean, that's what it all boils down to. You got to win. And if he has a, the start that Taggart had, are they going to be willing to keep him? And how do you fire – how do you fire Deion Sanders at Florida State? That's going to be a tough sale, bro. It's going to be a tough sale. Yeah. I mean, look, the Lakers couldn't fire Magic. Magic quit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You remember when Magic tried to coach? That didn't go too well. Remember when Michael Jordan trying to coach? They go, no, Mike did try to coach. Mike, Mike GM. Sup. Uh, he had to yeah. go buy a team. He's like, you know what? Go buy a team. How yeah. about I do what I do best? Spend money. How about that? So, yeah. So I mean, you're right, man. It's I mean, if you if you go down that that road, I don't know that you're going down trying to pull the organization back up. Are you trying? And here's why I come. Are you trying to rebuild the program? Or are you trying to rebuild a status? Because those mm-hmm. are two different terms. You can rebuild your rep and your status by bringing the legend in and get everybody knowing who Florida State is again. But that's not guaranteed to rebuild the program. Yeah. And just because he can recruit some people, just because Deion Sanders is sitting in my lap, I mean, you know, sitting in my in my house, don't yeah. mean he know how to make, develop players. And, and, you know, I would assume they put a great staff around him. But still, man, I, I don't know. that. To me, take $60 million over there to Minnesota, and see if you can get PJ to row that boat all the way down to Florida. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I do. Really, I mean, we got plenty. We got plenty of water, lakes, and oh, we got all that in Florida. You can row as much. You as can you row want. as much. Ain't none of our look. He, PJ got frozen lakes up there. We ain't got. They ain't got no frozen lakes in in, in Florida, man. PJ can roll all summer long, all season, yeah. winter. He can still row that boat, man. Winter is seventy degrees. Come that's on. right. That's right. Yeah. So. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think that Dion will be an absolutely atrocious hire uh, trying to put prime time there. He talk a good game, man. Good good guy, good motivational person, um, good rah-rah guy. But, and definitely somebody you want around your organization. But but I, in the driver's seat, no, I don't, I don't, I don't see uh, prime time uh, being a, a, a good, good uh, face of the franchise. He's probably a good yeah. face, but, but I don't see him being able to run the show, man. So. I don't know. So, I don't, and you never know. You never know, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I never know, but I, I highly doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, so so again, we got to talk a little football. I mean, just some actual games this week. Uh, like I said, we talked about that Minnesota. Minnesota looked really freaking good. Watch yeah. the Baylor-TCU game. Great football at the end of the football game. Watched all the overtimes. Um, watched them go in overtime. I'll say this, TCU probably, you know, people look at TCU's record. I think TCU is 4-4, four and four, Baylor's undefeated, and they say, mm-hmm. hey, they're not supposed to be there. Remember who, who the coach is on the other side of the football field, though. Gary Patterson is a freaking good coach, always has he, been. He, he really is. He always, you know, you got to look at historically, TCU is a small school. Yes. They're, they're not this big. I mean, even though they're Texas they're Christian the, the, University, like yeah, yeah, like so. I know he interviewed for the Auburn job several times. Yep. The word I got from people that somewhat was in the know is that he just really bombed his interviews, and that played a part into him not getting a job. But I mean, I, I get you got to interview well, but we're still talking about playing football and. 
And at the time that he was interviewing is when they were going on them stretches where they were 12 and one every year. That has to, I mean, to me, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's a, saying a, something. A live interview. Yeah. I mean, this, this dude is winning at a place where they normally shouldn't win. So, and I, I think after the game, I think I read a clip or something that he said something like, out of all the games I've lost, this one really hurts. And, and I, I can imagine because, again, his, his squad fought back. I'll say this, man, about, about those Baylor Bears. Um, they, they, got some, they, got some, uh, they got some goons at wide receiver. Yeah. Boy, them boys was, hey, a lot of them passes, passes weren't catchable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but them boys went up with them hands. And, uh, and and plucked them out the air, man. I mean, I saw some. I mean, it, that was really good football, man. Uh, I yeah. didn't watch the whole game because again, I was watching the Minnesota Penn State game. But when I flipped over to watch the end of that game, I was thoroughly impressed with what Baylor has uh, and how they played. Um, and 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 was like I say, just just really good football. TCU again. I know what Gary Patterson brings to the table, um, but but was thoroughly impressed with Baylor. Uh, and, and feel like that they should get a little bit more notoriety than they do, as well as Minnesota. Yeah. I think Minnesota played like the – I mean, man, Minnesota played like the fifth or sixth best team in the country to me. Wow. I, I, and I wish I could speak more on that game because I missed that game because I was uh, doing some recruiting myself. I actually went to a, a high school game Saturday morning. Okay. Out in Columbus, Georgia. So I was recruiting a kid. And that's one thing I'm trying to change the culture at my school is because we can only have a handful of out-of-staters and – historically we have kind of let our out of staters fall in our lap where in state because that is the majority of your roster my head coach does a phenomenal job with the recruiting aspect and how it, we and i don't know if any other school does this but as a staff we go to every high school no matter how big or small in the state of mississippi a coach will visit that school that's that's saying a lot that's saying a lot you, yeah, you never know who you might stumble upon. That's and right. We stumbled upon some kids that nobody knew about and that were at some really itty-bitty tiny high schools, and now they're starting in the SEC. So we, we found some diamonds in the rust, but I think, and that was my pitch, we need to take the same approach as out-of-state. So he allowed me to, to, to see some games. I went and saw games Friday night and Saturday morning. So about the time I got back, the TCU and the a Minnesota game was off. I, I was just catching highlights and everything. So I wish I could speak more upon it, and I wish I could. I wish I had actually seen it. But this kid that I'm recruiting, hey, it, it was it was well it, it worth, was the well worth the show. <laughs> it was well worth the show. I'll tell you, man. I don't know who. Uh, I, I suspect they got. Uh, I was trying to pull up. So they got Iowa next week. Uh, which again, I was working number eighteen. That should be a good game, and then they got no, uh, Northwestern. Then they end the season with Wisconsin, uh, which is saying uh, on the thirtieth. So again, I, I think Minnesota has a couple of good games left to to, to go. Man, you take it from me, y'all. If if y'all want to, I would love for y'all to tune in. Uh, if I can catch that Iowa game, I will definitely watch that one as well. I was impressed with what PJ Flake has done on the football field. Uh, it's Minnesota, y'all. It's Minnesota. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not the Vikings. It's Minnesota Gophers. Even yeah. that name is the Minnesota Gophers. I don't know if I would the Gophers like ah. Uh, uh, 
I don't know if I want to be a part of the Gophers. <laughs> what made him but come? But you up? do want to be a part of a winning culture. I, I do, I do, and and that's what that's what Fleck is doing, man. He changed the culture there. But Minnesota, yes. I don't think you threw enough money at him to get him to stay. Um, unless, like we talked about earlier with Norvell, unless his heart is just in being able to build his own thing. Because again, many people say the same thing about Dabo. It's like, why would you stay at Clemson if the if other big time programs came offering? And now look at him. Mm-hmm. He he has but, built Clemson he, into he, the premier pro, one of the premier programs. But unlike Mike, he's at a school where if he go undefeated, he gonna get in that playoff. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because it's it's a Power Five conference. Yes, if they go undefeated. They're going to put him in there. It'll be well-deserved. That's right. If they if they go undefeated, win the conference championship, then they need to be in the playoffs. I agree. I agree, man. So, um, and then, like I say, the, the, the big game everybody was talking about and the game of the century or whatever or, or, the, or the year uh, was was Alabama and, and LSU, uh, number two Alabama versus number three LSU. Uh, i just like to reflect that they put out a little statistic last week that said – no initial seed, number three seeded team has ever made the college football playoffs. So since college football has been an exception, no number three team has ever made the end up making the in the initial rankings has ever made the playoffs. And uh, and LSU went in there and they took care of business, brother. At the first at halftime, I didn't. I I was in such awe and shock. At what LSU was doing to Bama, I, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> well, I've said, that, and I probably say this every time LSU comes up, but I know I've told you personally, when I first got hired at Jones, we have a coach on staff that's really, really good friends with Coach O. And he invited us up, and we sat in meetings that we probably shouldn't have been sitting in. And he just, he has this infectious atmosphere and attitude and aura about him that you and it's genuine like you you no matter what you think or you thought you knew about him or you perceived him to be when you're around him like he, he, you, you just get this sense that he's a good dude the stuff he's doing for you and telling you he really does mean what he says and he does care and, and he like he took me in his office he pulled me aside I'm like hey big guy hey let me, let me come, come in here let me show you this and show me his office and at that particular time, but this was a couple of years ago, they were doing some construction. Like, I'm going to have this here and I'm going to have Like, he didn't have to do none of that. I've met other head coaches, big-time head coaches, and they never opened up. Took no time, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I've only met him one time. <laughs> but after that day, like, I'm a Coach O fan. And before I met him and before I got into coaching, I'm, you know, I, I had my thought, like, why did LSU just fire a guy who was winning 10 games every year and hired the D-line coach? <laughs> that I mean, can't, that nobody can understand. Yeah. <laughs> but once you meet him, he's just like, oh, I get it now. That's why they I, hired this dude. Yeah, I get it now. I get it. I get it. I get it. And I'm a Coach O fan. The only time I'm going to root against Coach O is when he's playing off. I know that's right, man. Yeah, and <laughs> that some some video leak uh, from his after the locker room after the game post game speech to his team, and uh, and 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 he he is infectious, <laughs> and he is very adamant. Uh, they they just straight laid the wood, man. 
I, I said this before. This is not the Bama defense that we're used to. Uh, this is an offense we've come to see uh, with, with, um, with Tua at the helm. But this defense is not a defense we're used to seeing. And, and I no, can say not. the flip about LSU. This is an offense we are not used to seeing out of LSU. And, boy, I'm telling you, man, there's been only one team to me to be able to kind of tamper that offense down and, and semi-hold them in check, and that was the Auburn Tigers. <laughs> well, that, that quarterback and their wide receivers on LSU, first, Joe Burrow is, is doing a phenomenal job, and I know now he's the lead for the Heisman Trophy. He's the lead for the number one pick, and rightfully so. I mean, the games that he's played in and how he's performed, but – I've always said, and, and I guess this was the knock on Les Miles and LSU as a whole, because as a state, they're not competing with anybody. The only school that L, uh, LSU can compete with recruiting-wise is Alabama. Right. Because they're going to get the top They got the cream of the crop. And LSU fans can be more uh, uh, obnoxious than Alabama fans. LSU fans are rough. And we talked about, I told y'all, when we went up there and rocked them, I mean, those are some serious fans. So there's a lot of loyalty there. And I've seen on on signing day how the mom is wanting the kid to go wherever, and the kid's like, I'm going to LSU. <laughs> I've been an LSU fan ever since I grew up. I'm going to LSU. So, they all like, for me, it's over. Yeah, yeah. They, they're going to get the top kids in Louisiana. What's rightfully so? Just like Alabama and Auburn going to get the top kids out of Alabama. Right. You get it. Georgia and so on and so on. So talent-wise, they're there. But when he hired that new offensive coordinator, because the D coordinator, there's a reason why they're, they're paying Dave the money they're paying him. I mean, he good. But that offensive coordinator, he has changed things. And that's the cat from the Saints. It's simpler. I don't know what he's done. He's changed things, and that's what Les Miles was lacking at LSU was a dynamic offense. And boy, they got it now. And that's the that's the young cat that they hired from the Saints. The the offensive coordinator, I think, is the young cat from the Saints. And uh, no, you're you're right. And and I think Coach O's willingness to let somebody come in and change stuff. Uh, uh, speaks volumes for, for again his leadership and what what he's brought uh, to the program and again that's that's why they hired him man is is because of what he he's what he brings to the team team and then that mindset uh, to to know that there's something better and be willing to to kind of risk it all to go get it uh, mm-hmm. and, and that offense coordinator was a great hire man <laughs> he was a great hire so like I say. They they wore that tail out down in Tuscaloosa. Uh, the president showed up, uh, and he got cheered. He had been booed at the baseball game. He had been booed. Uh, he was somewhere else that got booed. But and you know, Tua, Tua played well. He did. And and his you, you can tell though. I I I do love the fact that he is a fighter and a warrior because you can tell. He was gimping at times and limping at times. But he went out there and, and slung that thing, especially that second half. Now, I, I think they changed it up a little bit that second half because they started running that beast. They yeah. gave that beast the ball, and that beast was doing his thing. Yeah, that beast was catching balls, running balls. He was doing everything. But Tua, he already had my respect, so I ain't going to say he earned my respect. But 
it, it, I did see a fighter in him because he was limping, he was getting hit, he was running, he was sliding, he was throwing the ball. He did everything he could, but that deficit of that first half was just too too big to overcome. Yeah, man. They, they couldn't lose Najee Harris that second half, and that made a difference in the game. Uh, yeah. and, and again, two were playing after what two weeks, three weeks after having yeah. uh, that that Alabama only surgery. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like they are the only school in the place of the country you can go to have this surgery. This is crazy to me. But but three weeks later, he he's back performing at a high level. And like I said, he wasn't as mobile as we're used to, but he still he still threw the ball for 400, 418 yards. And four yeah. touchdowns. He was still chunking that that pill, man. Yeah, he was balling. He yeah. was balling. But, but he, you know, somebody else uh, brought up something to me, and I didn't think about it because I'm like, man, Alabama still played well. They fought back. You know, they 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 did some uncharacteristic things that you don't see a Nick Saban team do, as far as the the late hits and the personal penalties and stuff. But then somebody said, well, have they really? Not played like that in big games. If you look at the last national championship, the other national championship when they lost against Clemson, um, even the championship where they beat Clemson, that was tight. But the Georgia game when they had to come back at the end twice against Georgia, the national championship game against Georgia, here lately their big-time games haven't been what we have known Alabama to be. And I think it's even more this time, this year, because they're so young. At the at the point where they always have studs is the linebacker position. And this year they have young guns. And you're right. I think over the years they've played, they've had some very undisciplined, unsaban esque moments. Um, it, but we're so used to seeing them pull it out. Uh, except for again, Clemson beating them. Uh, and, and so watching. LSU do that to them in, in in the season like that at home was um I, I guess it just kind of was a culmination of of some of the other other bad stuff we've seen. It was bad enough to one of my homeboys, uh, um, Big Mike, uh, long time listener of the show. Um, check him and his wife out on Catalyst if you need to know about more about leadership. Some of the best leaders I know. Uh, but he texted me and said, "Man, did somebody get paid off?" <laughs> It's like it looks like somebody's taking a dive uh, because that first half, man, that defense. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. It looked like they was getting rocked to sleep, man. Alabama's defense was getting rocked to sleep. Say it again. I said Alabama's defense was getting rocked to sleep, like saying that first half. And uh, so yeah, and <laughs> I've I've talked about how complicated it is to me and. Saturday, that's what it seemed. It seemed that either they not they, the secondary wouldn't check into the right stuff, or this, I mean, it, the whole defense seemed off. Whether it was the call, whether it was the atmosphere, and what was interesting to me, I'm a commentator or on the game day or whatever, they said something like, "Well, you know." Nick Saban has won more championships than he's lost games <laughs> in Tuscaloosa. Wow. Yeah. And when they I'm like, and then it was like it was only four. It was Auburn, it was Ole Miss, 
it was LSU, and it was Texas A&M. <laughs> man, that's that's saying a lot there. <laughs> this man had won more championships than games he done lost at Tuscaloosa. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. I mean, that goes to show you that the winning pedigree that Nick Saban has had, and we we all know that, like, you know, Alabama is always going to be in it. But when you hear a stat like that, yeah, that really that really put, puts it into focus. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just it's. I, I wish I could say that for my school. Well, <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean? yeah, yeah, we <laughs> we hadn't we we've lost more games in a single season uh, at home than we won championships. <laughs> but but you know, so <laughs> so no, nah, man, it, it was it was it was a great game. It this game, unlike other ones in the past, I think this game even lived up to the hype too, man. First half, well, not so much, but second half, I, I think the game lived up to the hype. Yeah, those other you know the other time when. LSU had beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa. You talking about nine, nine six, six or nine seven? Whatever. Yeah. And, and, and being a D line coach, I do enjoy good defense. But come on, man. Put them points up. Yeah, come, come on. Man. <laughs> Put you them know, points to me, up. Uh, uh, this game in the beginning it didn't live up to the hype. I, I thought they were really getting ready to get blown, blown out. Because that first half, the only reason why they had a touchdown on the board was because of special teams. Exactly. And yeah, great, great return. Coach, yeah, if I was a defensive coach, I'm like, dog, they ain't putting no points on us. They, as far as the defense, they put three on us. Y'all keep fighting. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing. We're going to be all right. Hey, I want to make sure to put this in perspective, too. Alabama, yeah. Nick Saban has won more championships than Chad Morris has wins. <laughs> As a head coach. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. He was 4-18. Just, just for perspective, man. Just for perspective, man. That's tough. That's <laughs> tough. That's tough. Now, man, so. And, like, how, how did they get so bad? Because, you know, oh, uh, who did do? Uh, Bellum. Bellum. You know, yeah. He, he on, um. The, the Patriots staff now. Yeah, he getting sued to give back some money because they really? said <laughs> this is you can't write this script. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, Arkansas was saying he didn't try to go get a job to pay him money. He went and volunteered work because he knew they was paying him. And they said, no, oh. you can't do that. <laughs> they like, nah, nah, you can't do that now. <laughs> It's like you can't go work for free just because we paying you. So they said, yeah, he went volunteered to coach uh, for free pro bono because he was getting paid from Arkansas. <laughs> now a lot of a lot of former head coaches in college will do that. They'll go, and I don't know why it never it hit me till just then. And you explain the situation. I'm like, man, you mean to tell me they can't get a job where they just go volunteer for the NFL? But now it makes sense to me. And like, dumb, dumb me, I never put two and two together. They're like, yeah, they volunteer because that. that I'm still other getting changed. Yeah. Pay them bills. I'm still getting five million a year over here. I'm yeah, straight. They, they good. <laughs> I can go they learn, know. make a lot yeah. of good relationships, connections. As you just said, I can, I can, uh, I can uh, cultivate my craft. Yeah. And then it come back out. Yeah. I, I, I never <laughs> thought of because if they got a. If they got hired by the NFL team, they'd have to pay that money back. Yeah, or they get check get cut off. 
Yeah, they're like, I, nah. I, I never put two and two together. Nah, bro. Keep that check coming. No, Coach, you, uh, Coach Belichick, you ain't got to pay me nothing. I'm good. Yeah, I'm straight. I'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> and, I mean, I've seen him on the – I mean, he coaches. Yeah. He yeah. You know, he, he ain't no statistician. He ain't just no. keeping the stat. He coaches. Yeah. He, but he volunteered for two years, I think they said. Wow. And then this year he got on paid staff. And they're like, no, 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 no. We need the last two years' money back too. Because you've wow. been over there for two, three years now. <laughs> He's sitting on the sideline. And now let's say you get paid. Man, you could have been getting paid the whole time. Yeah, we need that yeah. money back. We need them checks back. They stopped paying him. Well, I mean, they did fire him now. They like did. I agree. I agree. You can't make me go get no job. Yeah, you, you fired me. Yeah, you I fired me. I was straight. I was working every day. You told me <laughs> no longer show up. And you said, if I don't show up, you're going to give me a check. So I ain't show up. You can't dictate what I do with my time. <laughs> I was helping the cheerleaders. I wasn't helping so, football. I was helping the cheerleaders. So so volunteering is wrong now. <laughs> so you got a problem with volunteer workers? Whether I volunteered at the soup kitchen or for the New England Patriots. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm volunteering. Do you not want me to get back to society? <laughs> mm, that's, oh, that's funny. So, yeah, that's Makes that's sense. what happened Makes there, sense. man. And now, so you said something. I, you said Joe Burrows, to me again, we've talked about our Heisman race. Joe Burrows has taken the number one spot in Heisman race. People also keep putting, uh, saying, um, the kid from Ohio State. The kid from yeah, Ohio, yeah, yeah, he, he's balling, man. He's balling, but he's still not tops for me. And, and I think it's because he's splitting, he's splitting them votes. Because just as much as he's balling, his running back is balling, too. Yeah, and his defensive end. And, got yeah, that that's right. That defensive end was balling. Exactly. So, I, I don't know. He's playing. He is balling, but I don't think he's balling at Heisman level because it's not all on him. Yeah, Joe Burrow is doing that thing for LSU's offense, and uh, still I got I still got Jalen in at number two, and two are sitting yeah. right there at number three. But let me flip this and say, and this is off of cuss of what you said, I still would not pick Joe Burrow as the number one pick. I still think it's tanking for Tua because I think what we're seeing is Joe Burrow's ceiling, though. Well, I don't think Miami's tanking. I think Miami trying to win a football game. They didn't win the last two. I think they messed up and won the last one. <laughs> <laughs> I think they. I think that was an accident. I don't think they intend to win that game. I think they tried. I think luck's just falling their way, and they are pissed about it. <laughs> they they seem pretty jovial after that win, now. Yeah, I I just think they lucked up. They ain't trying to. <laughs> Speaking of of horrible starts, man, what happened to your Saints? How did they let the Falcons, the Falcons, Drake, the Falcons? It's a rivalry game, and (laughs) that's all I can say because (laughs) that team, I watched watched three quarters of it. I didn't even watch a full three quarters. But I was so dis, you know me. I'm I, when I get disgusted, I start watching. <laughs> you turn it off. You ain't watching no more. <laughs> yeah, and my wife like, why? No, no, no. You can't make me watch. And if the, hey, they're the ones not performing. Don't get mad at me because I don't want to watch no more. They need to perform better. <laughs> Same thing if I pull up at a stadium. So you mad at me because I want to leave early and they're not performing. 
I didn't, I didn't pay my money. I paid to watch a good football game. This ain't good football. So yeah, I'm leaving. It was it was bad, man. The Saints could never get on rhythm. Atlanta's defense was playing very well. The offense the offense played okay. You know what I mean? They they put 26 points up. Uh, Julio was Julio. Julio was making some snatches. Uh, we have third and long. Throw it up to the Predator. Of course, he come down with it. But it's it was, tough to stop. It was just a, a bad game. And, like, the Saints didn't score any touchdowns. I can't <laughs> tell the last time the Saints didn't score a touchdown with Drew Brees playing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, that's, pretty, that's pretty bad, man. And Alvin Kamara only touched the ball four times. What happened? I didn't uh, watch the that, game. That was dumb. <laughs> I was like, he had four touches for 24 yards. Why would you stop feeding him? Like, that's six yeah, yards a pop. That, that wasn't right. I, I didn't I understand know. that, man. Um, nah, so so yeah, your boys. Oh, but hold on. I, I I hate to be keep going back and forth. Before we go on into all the way into the NFL. So right now, who? What's your picks for college football playoffs? What's what now? What's your picks for the college football playoffs? Who you think gonna be in the in the football playoffs? Who you think gonna be the foe at um, the end of the season? Right now. You have to go Ohio State. Okay. You have to go LSU. You have to put Minnesota in there. Now we know that'll play play itself out because Minnesota will have to Minnesota will have to play Ohio State if both mm-hmm. went out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that last spot, I, I I don't know. I don't know if you still play Alabama in it. What I don't about, know if you put Georgia in it. What about Georgia's Clemson? Loss now just looks real bad. What about Clemson? I, I, what about who? Clemson. I forgot about Clemson. Yeah. I absolutely forgot that. What well, there it is? Is Ohio State? I still think Minnesota needs to be in it because they're undefeated. They just be pinned. Yeah. State, Clemson, LSU. So but yeah, Ohio State, LSU. I'm gonna say Clemson then Minnesota. So would you still have Ohio State at number one? Even after LSU victory? I do. I do because LSU played a very, very formidable team. They played the number three team in the nation. That's right. But Ohio State, it's not like they didn't perform. And the reason why people forget about Clemson, now, this last stretch, they've been banging people, but they ain't playing nobody. Kind of the same little niche against Ohio State. We'll, you know, that. I mean, they, they beat what, Michigan State, who usually is good, but ain't been good the last couple of years. They still have to play Penn State. They're going to have to play Minnesota. So, but they hadn't, after looking at their games, kind of like early on when Clemson was just getting by North Carolina, and I think Mac Brown is doing a, a phenomenal job at North Carolina. He He's is. starting to turn the pages there. And but I, I think we had, open up the season with them next year. That's going to be scary. Mm, yeah, I mean, they, they just had some ugly wins. Then you can have ugly wins. Now, a win is a win, and you keep winning, you're going to get there. But you can't have some ugly wins. Man, ain't nobody came close to beating Ohio State. Nah, man. They blew uh, Maryland out. They they scored 70, 79 points on Maryland. Yeah, ain't, ain't nobody come close. Yeah, and 73 if they had the predator at defensive end, if they didn't suspend him, it'd be amazing. Yeah. So, so who you got? Uh, uh, so I got LSU number one. I, I think, I think LSU has beat three top ten teams. Yeah, nobody else has that. 
uh, in three really solid teams, um, mm-hmm. and culminated that with 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 Bama. Uh, I think Ohio State is number two. I, Ohio State's playing great football. Uh, Clemson is number three. Um, Minnesota impressed me. Impressed me enough to get to number five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I still think every week Tua's ankle get further away from that surgery, he's still mm-hmm. Tua. So I think I still would have Bama in at number four. But I did. I do think Minnesota is better than everybody after that. So then, you know, then you go to Georgia. Mm-hmm. But I still have Minnesota on the outside looking in. And I think they'll have to beat Iowa and Wisconsin at the end of the season, not even counting the Big 12 championship. I think they have to beat Iowa and Wisconsin to get into that number four spot. Because I think yeah. if Bama runs the table, uh, including beating Auburn, um, I think, I, man, mm, if, if Minnesota beats Iowa and Wisconsin, they're at number four. But mm-hmm. if Minnesota drops to either one of them team, I think Bama still stays at number four prior to the uh, any of the conference championship games. Gotcha. If Bama yeah. wins out, and again, we've seen uh, uh, Alabama not win the SEC, not even play in the SEC, and still get there and make it to playoffs, <laughs> and still get there. <laughs> Look, I saw a meme that said uh, ESPN be like. Uh, yeah, but Alabama has a quality loss from a top three opponent. None of the other teams have that, so that's why we're putting them at number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they got a lot of Bama fans that work for the ESPN. I will say that. You, you, know, you know the uh, – I can't think of his name, but the guy, the head guy on game day, he graduated from Alabama. Um. Oh, the 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 host guy. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I didn't know that, man. Yeah, because I know you had Ohio State boy over there. You got Michigan State. Uh, yeah, Michigan. You got Michigan. Uh, you got Ohio State. And you got Georgia. Oh, uh, what's his name? I played at Georgia. David. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the head guy, because you know, I, I found out a couple years back about how it seemed like the media is just so big on Alabama. Well, Alabama has one of the top broadcasting schools in the nation. So, that's so why they are the media. Broad- <laughs> yeah, that's why they, they, they actually graduated from Alabama, so that's why they be Alabama fans. Wow. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that, man. I, I did not yeah. know that. Well, that does yeah. make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, folks, there you have it. That's That's what we see every single day, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I again I think it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be great. Um still great great football. Reese Davis, that's who you that's the other person. That's, yeah, that's his name. Yeah, because yeah. Herb Street went to Ohio State. Uh Desmond Howell from Michigan. Uh Corso. Well where Cor you know, Corso hates Auburn because I heard he got turned down for an Auburn job. Yeah. Yeah. Um now I, I will say in my opinion, out of everybody up there. I think Herb Street does a very good job of being unbiased. I do. Like, if you really didn't know, because he don't just praise Ohio State 24-7. He gives his honest opinion, whether they're good or bad, but 
you know, you kind of can tell when somebody went to a school and is like, you can tell old, old buddy who, uh, Joe Palmer, whatever his name is, you can tell he went to Georgia. That's all he talked. That's right. About. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, come on. And, and you know, Desmond High, Michigan. You know, yes. he, he, but in, unless you really knew, you don't know he 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 he, he was the quarterback. Now he just didn't play. He was the quarterback at Ohio State. He does a really really good job of his. Uh, he does a good job at his job. Yeah. No, I agree. He he, uh, he does have an unbiased uh, opinion, and and um, he, he again. He analyzes football, and I respect yeah. that from him. He he, he uh, he's become a profession. I mean, he he's really honed in on his craft uh, with yeah. analyzing football. Um, I right, man, so NFL, uh, my Cowboys. I don't. Uh, Lord have mercy. I don't know. It's Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. I never know which team I'm gonna get. I don't know what's going on, man. And I, I watched that game. I, 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 I tried and I'm going to sleep, man. I'm old. I go to sleep early. <laughs> but I, I just I watched how when they were doing the pickums, how everybody it was a clean sweep. Everybody picked the Cowboys, and I'm just like, I I wish I was on that panel right now because I'd be the lone wolf. I'm like, I just don't think they're gonna win this game. <laughs> I know they're at home, I know. but Minnesota. Them, them last four or five games, them dudes been playing some really, really good ball, and they've been putting points on the board. These has been stopping people, and they're putting up points. That sounds like a winning formula to me. Yeah. And, and that's 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 kind of what they did. It looked bad, brother. I, I'm, t- I'm telling you, I don't – yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to expect anymore. And so I just ride with the punches. Um, I, I don't get my hopes up because um, it, it just is what it is. Uh, <laughs> they, they just are what they are. Um, like I say, it, it, it felt good the first four, four weeks of the season. And uh, and now we're back to typical old Cowboys. Now, again, they, they blame it on Dak. Dak balling. Dak, Dak, ain't, Dak yeah. ain't sucking it up. <laughs> yeah. And the receivers yeah. are balling. That's why I don't understand. Like, dude, we got, we got, a, we got the best receivers we've had in a long time. Like yeah. the best group of receivers. Randall Cobb was an amazing addition to the team that I didn't know we needed. Because the crunch time, you could catch him in the slot. I mean, I think we had a tremendous upgrade over Cole Beasley by putting Randall Cobb on the team. I agree, too. And I I, I don't know what it is, but it, it all went downhill when they lost the Teddy Bridgewater Saints. Yeah, yeah. When the Saints did not score a touchdown. Okay, so last week the Saints, the Saints didn't score a touchdown and. And what happened happened. And what yeah, should happen? You don't score a touchdown, you lose. lose. They didn't score a touchdown, and they still won. Yeah, I, I can't make hide a hair of it. It don't. I, it don't make a sense to me. <laughs> don't. I don't understand it, man. I don't understand it. I. I don't. I mean, Zeke is getting the touches, but he ain't putting up the yards. I don't know if that's on the offensive line. Dak chunking the ball around. Um, I mean, like I say, Amari uh, Cooper is doing his thing. Gallup doing his thing. Cobb doing his thing. But they just ain't producing W's. <laughs> they just ain't producing oh. W's. So I, I like to say, man, it. I don't know if we'll make the playoffs. <laughs> well, I mean, it's and the NFL is such a fickle business because one minute they're praising Kellen Moore. Oh, Dak is performing because of Kellen Moore and this new offense. It ain't no new offense. What you talking about? Yeah, nah. <laughs> and they all oh, Kellen Moore has this young mind and. And they might get rid of Garrett for Kelly. Man, stop all that. Hey, all I say about that is look at Cleveland. 
When you go trying to yeah. put a young boy in the, in the spot, look at Cleveland. You know, old buddy Freddie Kitchens bought out them couple of games as offensive coordinator. Oh, he's the new up-and-comer. Yeah, no. Now, now again, hold on, let me backtrack. That is not to say I don't want Jason Garrett fired. I feel for mm-hmm. Jason Garrett as I felt for Gus Malzahn for a time is I have been long tired of Garrett. And I believe if if Jerry Jones is ever able to send them hitters in and get rid of them pitchers that Jason Garrett has of him with little boys, I think we'll finally get rid of Jason Garrett. But I don't want to go put Kellen Moore in there. I mean, Kellen, Kellen Moore. Kellen, uh, I know you're not a Jason Garrett fan. No, no, I hate him. <laughs> I, I, I do know that. Yeah, but, but I don't want you that young boy. have been a Jason Garrett fan for a very long time. Long time. I can't stand him. Uh, no, but I, I don't want that young buck in there, man. He ain't ready. He ain't ready. Mm-mm. Go no. get us go get us an experienced coach, man, that can actually get you, over this hump. Might as well hire. Well, shoot, if, if, if Florida State going to hire uh, Dion, y'all might as well hire Emmett. No, I go with Troy before I go with Emmett. <laughs> 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 At least Troy be analyzing games. I go with Troy before I go with Emmett. Hey, yeah. don't go with Tony Romo. Tony Romo may be better at coaching than he is at playing. He might be. <laughs> he just might be. Tony may impress you at coaching, so give him a shot, man. But yeah, nah. Uh, it, how how many people are surprised at the 49ers? I'm surprised. You know, we have a frat brother that is a 49ers fanatic. Oh my god, and he has had a long drought. <laughs> long. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy I, for him and the 49ers <laughs> because I'm a D line guy. And that D line is, is the is, are the leaders are on that team. That Nick Bosa pick is looking amazing right now. It really is. I mean that golly boy, them boys so nasty. And and they they play with such stank. No, <laughs> don't don't it smell bad? <laughs> I mean it, it's not just what they do; it's how they do it to you. I'm talking about they yeah. slam you on your head, then they do a dance together. I mean, it's bad. I mean, it, them boys playing with a stank on them, boy. I'm talking yeah, about that. They have to have fun. Yeah, man. And, and Garoppolo, man, look, I ain't no – I'm still not a believer in Garoppolo. Uh, Gar- Garoppolo, yeah. But but he, he is putting them in position to win football games consistently. He's throwing that thing. Man, how can you not believe? He is. He's slanging it. He's slanging it. I'm just – listen – I am not a Tom Brady backup fan. <laughs> He's not anymore. He has – this ain't no different than any other Tom Brady backup. They come out, they ball out, but in the end they're just a backup of Tom Brady's. I am not necessarily a believer. He is slanging that thing. He put in a position to win, but he'll still be Tom Brady's backup. I, it's going to take a little while for me to believe that and drink. <laughs> So if, if they win the championship, will you give him his props then? If he if he take these boys if he take these boys to the to the uh to the conference championship, I give him his props. <laughs> I give him his props. He take him to the conference championship, I give him his props. Um okay. but I really want to see what happened next season. <laughs> like, no, no, we, 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 we gotta talk about that running back that's playing quarterback. Oh my God. Listen, did you man, it it it's not fair what Lamar Jackson does. It's just not fair. Really not. Really not. That move Sunday, like that's video game stuff. It really is. Like he he became he became the youngest quarterback to have two perfect 
our quarterback ratings in one seat in the same season. Yeah. Not bad for a quarterback. I mean, not bad for a running back. <laughs> not. And you know, the week before, they took down on Patriots. Yep. Not bad for a running back, man. Not he, bad for a running back. He balling, man. He, I'm happy for the kid. I am too, man. And the way he's reading, analyzing defense. I'll tell you somebody else, they're not winning football games, but he balling, man. Uh, Kyler Murray's looking like a heck of a pick. I haven't really watched him too much. The only game I saw was against the Saints, and the Saints beat them like 36-3, to so it wasn't a good look. Hey, brother, week in and week out, Kyler Murray is chunking that peel. He is throwing – I mean, he's averaging He's averaging right at freaking uh, uh, 300 yards a, a, a game, man. And okay. Through, through, 10 ga- well, through 10 games, he's throwing for 2,500 yards. So, he's averaging about 250 a game. He's throwing up right at 64%. He got 12 touchdowns, five picks, and a 90.2 quarterback rate. Like, wow, I mean, okay. kid, kid bowling, man. Kid is bowling. Um, that Saint, that Saints game, you're right, it wasn't a look, good look. Uh, he only threw for 220 yards there. Um, yeah. And them quarterbacks, both the quarterbacks in New York are stinking it up. They are. Uh, <laughs> the, the Jets and the Giants. Yes. Uh, both look like <laughs> The only reason why some of them got a win because they played each other this past week. But they <laughs> – you know, and I feel bad for the Daniel Jones kid. That's the thing about the media. They're quick to, to crucify. You know, they was crucifying the, the, the Giants for the pick, picking him so high. You know, you could have got him later. Why not fill another void that you guys have, especially getting rid of your top wide receiver, fill that void and pick him up on the next round. And then the arrogance of the coach, especially after the, the couple of preseason games, it's preseason. Yes, the guy looked good. Well, I mean, we like him. I mean, we knew we were getting y'all, y'all the ones that yeah, yeah. He talked all that. And then, okay, his first game in, he went. Played good. He looked decent. And that was it. <laughs> and that, that, my friends, is the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> and we're rolling credits now. He is, man. And, and, and to your point, it, the kid didn't ask for none of this. Now he's getting paid a lot of money to deal with the scrutiny, but he didn't ask for this. But but you're right. I don't think his coach, uh, the team, I don't think any of them has put him up for success. And then having Saquon out too for the games he missed, uh, oh, yeah. did didn't help at all. So them vultures no. just start start running around, man. Yeah. To to be all after. Um, Jameis is trying to chunk that pill. He ain't winning football games. He beat the Cardinals, uh, but they the Cardinals. Um, but but he's chunking the pill all over. But man, he still he just throws the football whether you there or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he like I'm gonna throw to that space right there. Oh, that's four four other teams. <laughs> I'm sorry, my bad. Well, he should have been there. He should have been there. You, I told you why I was throwing it to, and I told him too. So you should have got there first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Now I'm trying to think. There's another young quarterback that's playing very well. You're of not, course, it ain't Mahomes, Josh Allen. That, that, that throw Mahomes made, that jump throw, that was an amazing throw that he made yesterday. Get, get video game stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> video game stuff, man. Um, I'm trying to think, who is it? Who is a young quarterback now, that's playing? So Kyle he, Allen. He might had, be the quarterback up there at, uh, at Pittsburgh. Uh, Oh yeah, um, Rudolph. Rudolph is playing decent. I picked Rudolph yeah. up in in the late rounds, man. When uh, when Big Ben got got hurt, yeah. And, and I just felt like he 
he's a Steeler type player. Yeah. Mike yeah. Tomlin's not gonna put him on an island. He's not gonna ask too much of him. He just don't need him to make mistakes. And I felt I don't know, there's just something about the kid. I was like, I don't think I think he's gonna be all right. <laughs> I think he's gonna be and, all right. And you know who else is playing surprisingly well? Who's that? Tanning Hill for the Tennessee Titans. Yes. After Mariota after they finally let the ship sail on Mariota. <laughs> yeah. No, T- Tannehill is balling. Derrick Henry toting that thing too, boy. And they feeding the beast, boy. They is feeding him. That boy, he, hey. He's so big. <laughs> I, I wonder, like, are they still lying he, about his weight? <laughs> like, he, he big with speed. Because you remember Brandon Jacobs was the, the big running back. and But he, I mean, they, they say he ran a 4-4 or 4-5 and all this stuff. But I don't think he didn't so. have the agility. He wasn't moving. No. Like Derrick Henry running that thing. 6'3", 247. I think they lying. I think he's 6'3", 260. That's like a big boy. But he all muscle. He is, man. He is, boy. And, and I'm telling you, and like you said, when he get when he get past you, it's a wrap. Yeah, you ain't catching him. Yeah. Like, it ain't Brandon like you finna hook him. Catch him. Yeah, you can catch him. He ain't going to break. But when, when, when Henry get past you, bro, it's a wrap. Like, you, yeah. <laughs> you turn out the lights. The party's over, man. I'm telling you, Derrick Henry, McCaffrey for for the Panthers, uh, mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook was is playing good ball, but man, them three three of the top backs right there, um, that that the that the just 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 kind of really balling out, kind of setting setting themselves apart uh, for, yeah. for the season. And the people you're not hearing about is the people that got all that money, uh, like uh, um, uh, so Bell. So what you think the Panthers are gonna do with Cam? So so they say that. That, that that Carolina's moving on. Uh, if they think Kyle Allen is the answer, then so be it. Now, again, there's a couple of schools of thoughts here. Are mm-hmm. you moving on because you know that where he's at in contract space and because he's been with you, he's going to demand you pay him um, like an elite quarterback, but due to his body, he hasn't been able to continue to perform at that level? Then, okay, there's some substance there, but what's your plan? Because mm-hmm. Kyle Allen's not the plan. Kyle Allen wasn't the plan in Arkansas. Kyle Allen had never been the plan. <laughs> I, I can't stand, you know, again, and it ain't like uh, like a Tom Brady who just always played behind great players until he finally got the shine. No, Kyle Allen had the reins at Arkansas, and Kyle Allen still mm-hmm. wasn't the answer. So mm-hmm. to think he going to come to the league – and if the if the if the Carolina, I told my son this. He's a big, you know, uh, uh, T. Will's a big Cam Newton fan. I said, "There's a to me, there is there is at least half the quarterbacks in the league that Cam Newton is still better than." And I venture to say it's probably going to be hard to find ten that he's not better than that that's better than him. So I still put him at the low end of number ten, top ten quarterback, or just outside of top ten quarterbacks in the league. If I'm Carolina, I pay the man. Negotiate. I pay him. Negotiate some, you know, some some uh, incentive laden contract. Yeah. But 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 I pay the man because because you're nothing without Cam Newton to me. He resurrected a franchise. He he most certainly did, but. You know, the NFL is, is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately type of league. 
Big Drake, and let me the tell you. Last couple of years, he's always been hurt. You know the the uh, how the saying go, the the best ability is your availability, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he's he's never available. That's true. That's true. But let me, <laughs> Big Drake. I'm gonna say this. Let me put it in the atmosphere. If Carolina Panthers move on from Cam Newton, you will see Cam Newton in the silver and black going into Vegas. I can believe that. I'm putting that on word right now. I can if, believe that. If the Carolina Panthers move on, you're going to see him in the silver and black rolling into Vegas, and and he's going to be out to prove a point. And when he I has when that. he has passion and he's trying to prove something, I probably wouldn't want to be in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> so I I think they may move on. I wouldn't. I pay the man. Keep Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen's playing good as a backup. <clears throat> Maybe a full year of of nothing but rehab and recovery is what. Because remember, the last time Cam had to set out almost a full season, the next season he took them to the Super Bowl. I if I'm Say not that one more time. If I'm not mistaken, the last time Cam had to set out a full season, he took his team to the Super Bowl. I think he missed the season before the Super Bowl, his MVP season. I had to check the yeah. stats on that. Yeah, but I don't know, man. Because, I mean, they're winning. It's not like they, you know, Cam is out. And it's only two, three games they didn't muscle up. I mean, this dude is winning. So do you, do, you, do you take the ball out the hot hand? Yes. <laughs> You're the backup. <laughs> I mean, it. Hey, when you know, who was the first backup for Tom Brady? Old buddy that came down and went to the Falcons and bombed out Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub. Mm-hmm. Brady went out. Schaub came in, took the team to the to the uh, playoffs. Did well. They were winning. Brady came back. Hand me that ball player. <laughs> yeah. Then you had um, who was the other back? You know, Brady's had like four or five backups that yeah. people thought because they plugged in, they won. That oh, it must oh, this guy's got nah, nah, dog, nah, dog. Let let Kyle <laughs> Allen have a full <laughs> season of people you trying to plan for him. You can't compare Cam Newton to Tom Brady. You can't. I'm just saying of what he means to the offense and what he's performed. I remember those backups was before Tom became the goat. Tom was winning, but Tom wasn't the goat yet. I'm just saying, no, man. The goat. <laughs> right now, you catching people off guard. They don't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? Like who this dude is. Like man, they flipping their pages in the scouting report. They can't find nothing on him. They don't even see a practice. They got practice tapes and they ain't got found him before. So, <laughs> you don't know what to expect. <laughs> you go play pull an Arkansas tape, you're like, oh, that's not him. <laughs> so, what do you, what did you expect? I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm sorry, man. I ain't, I'm, I'm not believing the hype. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I'll take the ball out of the hot hand. Uh, I just don't know how to do it. I'm being, I, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Cam dude. I, I rocks with Cam. But we're still talking about wins and losses, and right now that guy's winning. Whether Cam wouldn't 100% or this and all, uh, that dude winning. If I get Cam back 100% next season, hey, Kyle Allen, go get the water bottles. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. 
then you'll have a Joey Gatewood situation. You know, hey, Kyle, you know how I like my Gatorade. Extra sweet. Two bags, baby. <laughs> wow. You so low down. Two bags, baby. You, you so low down. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know how I like that Gatorade. Extra sweet. Two bags. <laughs> I'm sorry. Put Cal back in, man. I just don't. I don't think. I don't think what Kyle, Kyle is playing deep, good football. He's not making a lot of mistakes. He played okay Saturday, but again, I think Saturday proved if if it come down to Kyle Allen having to win you a football game, I don't think Kyle Allen can win you a football game. I think McCaffrey can. I think he got tools around him, uh, but I don't think Kyle Allen can win you a football game. I still. I, I think I still rock the. But again, Carolina. If that's what you need to do, I understand. You're going to have to pay McCaffrey, and he will be the highest-paid running back <laughs> in the league, uh, you know, hitching your horse to Kyle Allen. But you heard it first here on the Made Men Radio Show. If they cut Cam Newton, he will be wearing the silver and black going into Vegas. And he's going to stunt. I can definitely see that. Because uh, John Gruden, now they've been playing pretty decent ball. They've been winning some games, but John – Gruden is not a – is it David Carr or – I call him Kirk Carr, but that's that's the gospel singer. I just, okay. I know, I know the last name Carr. We know that. Yeah, he and a David – he's not a David Carr fan. He is not. And, he and, is and not. I don't blame so. him. David Carr is not that great either. So. Yeah. But like I said, Lamar Jackson is the best quarterback in the – well, hold on. Let me back up. Lamar Jackson is – the most entertaining player in football. I was going to say uh, that. I think he's the most entertaining quarterback. Quarterback. Who, yeah, who, who would you put? Who would when, you put ahead when, of him? As entertaining Tyreek football, he'll get that rock. Tyreek, he'll do some spectacular things. <sighs> yeah, mm. uh, I mean he. So he he run the rock and he beats his kids. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. He do beat kids though. And <laughs> <laughs> I think Lamar and Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson could legitimately throw the ball to himself. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I think I think I can he could throw it high enough and then run down there and catch it. <laughs> I could I, I I can see that. Throw it off the goalpost and catch it in the end zone. I mean, I think that's what I see Lamar Jackson being able to do. Like, hey, watch this. <laughs> no, but I, yeah. I am impressed with the – and we said it before. I am impressed with the uh, the the performance of the the minority quarterbacks in the league right now. Uh, yeah. I, I think the top three quarterbacks in the league is Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and so it warms my heart to see. Hey, he's forgetting one more now. Who that? Deshaun. Oh yeah, Deshaun Watson. You right. You right. You right. You right when you're yeah. right. I, I again. Yeah. I, I think. I think the best quarterbacks right now, man, is 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 really ball now. And and do you think there's any buyer's remorse for the Rams or the Eagles for the how much money and how quickly they gave them contracts to Jared Goff and uh, and and old buddy in in, in Philadelphia. I don't. I don't think there's any remorse. Um, when, when you when you give that much money to anybody, there's always a gamble. That's right. Because because the very next play can end it. 
Yeah, it could be all over one snap. In one snap, you know, so it's kind of a crapshoot. And historically, there are only a few quarterbacks that has gotten mega deals that really turn out well for the organization at last. And they have longevity with the team as far as winning and just being a part of that organization. It's only a handful of quarterbacks historically that has done that. So when you have a good quarterback and he's winning and you see, okay, he's young now, he can improve, he can get better. I know one thing, I don't want to play against him. I want to keep him. So let me let me up this money. Let me and go pay him what he worth. Yeah, let, let, me, let me go ahead and give him what he needs. And then when things don't work out, I, I don't know if bias remorse is, is the right term. Because, you know, the Eagles with Nick Foles, he just, man – he couldn't stay healthy. No, he can't. <laughs> I mean, kind of like Cam. I mean, he can't. He cannot stay healthy. Now, yeah, he, Cam can't, he can't stay available. Can't stay healthy because of the style of football he plays. But still, he still can't stay healthy. So I, I, I just think when you give quarterbacks a long-term big deal, you you just hoping for the best. You know, you, you've seen flashes, or you may have seen greatness, and you hope that that the player can sustain the greatness. But it's hard to do. I mean, we're talking about Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Really a Brett Favre fan. So I'm not going to even put Brett Favre in there. Because <laughs> he, he he threw more interceptions than anybody. He really do, man. He's a, But he's a gunslinger, Big Drake. He's a gunslinger. Yeah. He's a gunslinger, though. He's a gunslinger, man. <laughs> yeah, he was a gunslinger. That's, that's the terminology they like to use. Yeah, for him. <laughs> Yes, for him. But Steve Young had longevity after Joe Montana because even Joe Montana ended up having to go play for the Chiefs for a couple of years. That's right. I, I can't think of a quarterback that really has had longevity at one team and been successful. Other, other than the other quarterback type name. I, I could be missing something. Help me out. Yeah, I, like I said, other than Brady um... – like I say, Montana even had to leave. Steve Young stayed with them pretty, pretty much his career. Manning even had to leave. Manning even, him, but he had to leave. Yep, that's right, that's right. Dan Marino stayed there, but he never really won. So he, yeah, he never I mean, won. he was a great, but he he did he never won the whole won the big. Uh, Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger, the rapist. Oh yeah, he nah, yeah he been there. He's yeah, been there. yeah, the yes, rapist yeah. Is, is been there and consistent. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think you're right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'ma call it like it is. I'ma always call it like it is. I ain't yes. letting it I ain't letting it go. I ain't letting it go. I I ain't letting it go. I'ma call it like it is. They like to call it out. The rapist robbed this burger. <laughs> call it like it T I T is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you don't want to have sex with me, but I do. I do. So. Ah, let's go. Let's get it. I know you came to the club to dance. I didn't. Let's get it. Yeah. <laughs> Thought you was gonna use the bathroom in the bathroom? No. <laughs> the rapist. I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna, the I'm rapist. Gonna do like my former teammate used to do. I'm gonna put this TDJ on. Right. See what happens. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> Just sit back and relax. Enjoy yourself. You know you want to. Oh, so, not gonna let it go. So but so <laughs> but no, I think you're right. Carson Wentz can't stay healthy, man. Luckily for them, they did have foes. Now they don't uh, for the Eagles. Uh, and, and, again, I think you're right. I don't know if there's buyers or more, but 
you got to pay the kids because they perform. Whether yeah. you, you're hoping they're gonna continue to perform, um, and, and I think I think Jerry Jones gonna come to the same point. He is gonna have to pay Dak. Yeah. Got to pay him. They're gonna have to pay him. Got to pay him. You can pay it me now. I'll pay me later. <laughs> you can pay me now. Pay me later. But you will pay me. <clears throat> yeah. And, and hey, before we go, I gotta ask. Uh, and I didn't think about this till later this week. I was reading some. How about the Madden curse is still alive and well? You do know who was on the cover of Madden this year? Who was on the cover? Patrick Mahomes. Uh. <laughs> and he's back now, but but when when that that dislocated knee came, I know he went down, and his agent immediately was like, "Man, we should have passed. I knew we should have passed. Yeah, Man, I knew we should have passed on that deal. I knew we should have passed. We should have passed because the Madden curse bit again. I had thought I had forgot about the Madden curse." And then I read an article was like, hey, is the man curse still alive and well? And I was like, God dang it, you show right. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes was on the cover yep. of Mad Man. White Big yep. Drake, listen, guys, again, family, I apologize. It's on Kingpin. We gonna we didn't fall all the way off. It was just due to work, no. and you know how things go, but we we still try to uh, make sure to give you top quality programming uh to, to suit your needs, man. Uh, Big Drake, you got any parting words for the fam, man? Yeah, man. I think I want to get in a little series of leadership because you and I talk about it all the time. My brother and I have talked about it. And you know, this world is riddled with inadequate leaders. And it's because, for one, I don't know of any or really a school where people can go. And I know they have on-the-job training. They have seminars and they talk about leadership. But I have experienced inadequate leaders and you, you have an inadequate leader that was lead, led by an inadequate leader who he was led by an inadequate leader, and the cycle just keeps going and going and going. So I think these next couple of weeks, I think you and I should just give a little just give little tidbits about how to be a good leader. And, and this is going straight off the dome here. So I think the very first thing that you have to, to embody to be a very effective leader. And that's the main thing. You want to be effective. effective. That's good. Good word. <laughs> you know, you, you want to be effective. Yeah. So the first word I'm going to come with, and feel free to jump in and come up with your own word, friend. This is what I think. I think the first thing is respect. Just because you're in the leadership role, you don't have to belittle people that are under you. Yeah. So the first thing is respect. Respect your coworkers, whether they're under you or, or above you. Because respect will go so, so, so far. When I when I ask coaches about, hey, you know, give me a tidbit on how I can get better. The one thing they always say is, no matter what, have your guys play for you. But they never really give you a way to have your guys play for you. So I, my guys have always performed, no matter whether I was in law enforcement or coaching-wise. And the main thing that I can think of it's because they knew I respected them. Now, of course, there's love and actually genuine care for the person and how they, you know, all that stuff. But you, you, you got to start off with respect because if you want somebody to respect your title and the position that you hold, you also have to respect them. And I think sometimes that get lost. Oh, I'm this title. I hold this position. You have to do what I say. That very well may be true. 
but you want people to respect you as the person and not the title. Hey, I 100% agree. Two examples I have that 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 aligns with what you said. One of one of the people that were I worked for early in my career that I could not stand and it had nothing to do with any decisions he made, but it had everything to do with one phrase he used. And I, ha- I'll go as far as I hated him because of this phrase. And it was, I mean, this is my first two years in, in in my profession. He used to, if we'd be standing around waiting for somebody to come to a meeting, he'd say a dollar waiting on a dime, and that infuriated me that he would say mm-hmm. that because again, he's two levels of two to three levels above me, and I'm like, if I'm at the bottom and I'm in the meeting. And that made me feel that way. How does it make these people that have been working for you, doing their butt? And most people that was late, they late because they catching a call or they're finishing up an email or there. You know what I'm saying? They're doing work. For you to stand there and say dollar waiting on a dime shows how much you respect the people up under you, and that's very little. And the second second uh, 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 piece uh, is I can't have anybody that again uh, I I will never use the word and. The profession I'm in, there's a lot of people from former military, cause cause naval, uh, nuclear navy. Uh, so we got a lot of people in nuclear power uh, from the navy, and so a lot of people use the word subordinate. I will mm-hmm. never refer to anybody on my team as a subordinate, because to me that means you're beneath me, you're under me, you're level under me, and to me, my job is to support and build and do whatever I can to help remove barriers and roadblocks for my team. And so we teammates. You're not a subordinate. Yes, I I do your performance reviews. Yes, I pay you this, that, and the other, but you are not lower than me. And truth be told, the reason why I'm where I am is because of the people that were on my team performed well. I put them in position I established, I built, I tutored, anything I needed, but they performed, and that made me look good. And so to hear people call people subordinate, so I think all of that embodies one word, and you summed it up perfectly, and that's respect. I respect the people I work with, not the people that work for me. I respect the people I work with, uh, and Mm -hmm. I try to give that respect, and I think likewise, I get that back from my team, and I'm like you. Every team I've ever coached, every team I've ever had professionally, my team will go through the wall for me because they know I'll go through the wall for them. And yeah. and, and that, that's because I respect them as people, man. Hey, I love it. I'm, I'm all in. Uh, and I will, I will put a shameless plug. You say there's no business. Um, if you go on our website and check our links, if you are in the industry or you have contacts to where you need to bring people in or you have the ability to bring people in, Hey, hit 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 Mike Perry and his his amazing wife Wendy Perry up. Their link is on yeah. our website, Catalyst, and that's actually what Mike and Wendy do, do, and they do really well. They come in and talk and train about leadership, and and mm-hmm. both of them have served for well over combined forty years plus years, 40, 50 plus years in the U.S. Army uh, in leadership capacities. Uh, but more importantly, they are servant leaders, and they have a heart for helping people be better. 
And uh, so, so they do just that. They coach on leadership, man. And so if you're looking for a great, uh, great uh, team, uh, I, I, I challenge you to hit, hit Mike Perry up and, and Catalyst, him and Wendy, and have them uh, uh, come in and, and see where they can take your team. Uh, leadership is amazing quality. A lot of people have titles, but there's still not a lot of leaders. That's yes. just the facts. <laughs> hey, man, we love your family. I promise you, like I said, we're going to try to hit it. I do may have I may have another work assignment coming up. We'll try to we'll still try to work our way through it because it'll be as we're moving to the end of football season, baby. I know if you don't if you don't miss us, we miss you. So <laughs> there's nothing that you can do about it, man. Uh, Big Drake, we'll catch him next week, man. I miss talking to you, and I uh, uh, can't wait to get back on the air and keep talking about about uh, about these sports, man. <laughs> it's your boy Kingpin, Big Drake, Made Men Radio Show. Hey, I'm going to give you a little bit more another track off this Kanye West album. I'm kind of feeling it, y'all. Uh, and all those that don't don't know about Kanye now doing gospel music, quote, unquote, uh, I'll tell you this. All of us was once like filthy rags before the king. And had it not been for God on our side, where would any of us have been? Kanye, brother, welcome to the to the Lord's side. Let's go get this work for Jesus. Hey, it's your boy Kingpin, Made Me a Radio Show. Big Drake, well, I'll let you, boy. It's a hard road to heaven We call on your blessings In the Father we put our faith King of the kingdom Our demons are trembling Holy angels defending In the Father we put our faith the greatest in my bed under covers when undercovers had raided my presence is happy belated fashionably late i'm just glad that you made it the best is yet to come i'm just glad that you waited they all said it real till it's time to appraise it i seen them come and go you only the latest but who am i to judge i'm crooked as vegas use this gospel for protection it's a hard road to heaven We call on your blessings In the Father we put our faith King of the kingdom Our demons are trembling Holy angels defending In the Father we put our faith A lot of damaged souls, I done damaged those and then my arrogance took a camera pose Caught with a trunk of Barry Manilow's They sing a different tune when the slammer close From the concrete grew a rose They give you rape talk, I give you faith talk Blindfolded on this road, watch me faith walk Just hold on to your brother when his faith lost mm -hmm.